used to love that movie. Please don't remake this. I have such fond memories of that film. Please don't remake this. Hey, Hollywood, if you want to be smart, just hire some writers to make some new art. And after our heart to heart, go make a new start. Please, God, please, God. Don't ruin my childhood. Please don't remake this. Please don't remake this. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Please Don't Remake This, the movie podcast where my guests of the week and I get nostalgic and talk about one of our favorite childhood movies. Uh, So I'm Lauren Mosier, and today I have with me one of my best friends, the creator of our amazing theme song and one of the featured singers on it, uh, who is a music director and pianist by trade, Jacob Stebley. Hi. Hi. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited. I miss you. We haven't, for those of you listening, we haven't seen each other since last May, June. Oh my gosh. We haven't seen it. Not this year, not 2020, not the terrible 2020. No, 2019, May or June. I tried seeing him twice this year and every time the trip got (laughs) canceled. You should see my face right now. I didn't realize it even been that long. Yeah, it's been that long. It's really sad. I hate this. <laughs> I hate this too. We're not even, for those of you listening, we're not even looking at each other right now because of the software we're using. So <laughs> we're like truly, truly socially distanced and it's truly. sad. <laughs> but anyway, let's talk about something not sad. Let's talk about the spooky Hocus Pocus, the 1993 Hocus classic. Pocus. So the whole point of the show is that I have guests come on and they talk about we together talk about one of their favorite childhood movies that was like the be all and end all of film experience when they were a kid. So Jacob, tell me about why this movie, um, what sparked your interest in this when you were a kid? You know, what do you remember from watching it? Was it like always a Halloween classic for you? Just all the details. So Hocus Pocus, I, when, when you asked me about what movie I'd like to talk about, like, I really had to think about things. I think partly that's because I can't ever remember anything about my childhood. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But I was, like, thinking. And then, of course, since it's Halloween right now, I had this very vivid memory when I was on the phone with my mom because there was this video rental store back in Doylestown that was a combination video rental store and tanning salon. <laughs> oh, wait. I remember you telling me this. Yeah. It so weird. <laughs> and, okay, so I can't actually vouch for this, but supposedly it was also haunted, the tanning salon part of it. <laughs> I love that the tanning salon is haunted. That's I mean, that's just what the one. girls. That's what the girls in high school said. I don't know if that's I'm going to believe the girls at your high school. Let's just I'm go. To, let's go all in. I mean, I I want to believe them because they said <laughs> there was just this one bed that was haunted. And well, anyway, I had this very vivid memory of being there. Like we probably only went there a couple times when I was a kid, probably because it was so seedy. And <laughs> I wanted to find something to rent and I wanted to watch Hocus Pocus. And for some reason, my mom wouldn't let me watch it. I don't know if she thought Aww. it was like too scary or something. Mm-hmm. But like I have a very clear memory of that. And then I don't know when the first time I saw this was, but it was definitely when it started becoming like a huge TV rerun movie. Yes. Oh my God. Holiday. Yeah. It was literally on ABC family and Disney channel like every day or every weekend. All the time. (laughs) All of October. And even sometimes wouldn't they do like, didn't Disney channel used to do like spooky Christmas time? Like, didn't they used to show? Did they? That sounds familiar. I feel like they used to. I know. I don't know if I'm confusing it with, I know on sci-fi channel, they used to do 
Twilight Zone marathons on Christmas. On Christmas and New Year's, yeah, they would do it like a twenty-four hour, um, and I used to watch it all the time and, and scare myself <laughs> shitless on I love Christmas. That show. Um, but yeah, I think Disney used to do something like that because of Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas. I think they used to do. That makes sense. I could have sworn. I they also did I hate like to say this. this. I haven't seen that movie. Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, I just watched it for the first time this year. This is hilarious. These are <laughs> we're talking about two movies I've seen for the first time this year. <laughs> yeah, I finally watched Nightmare Before Christmas. I bet you would like it. I wasn't a huge fan. I'll probably end up doing an episode on it later mm. because I know Keith, my boyfriend, is obsessed with it. It's one of oh, his favorite. Really? Yeah, he loves mm. it. He loves that kind of. This is why we get along. We're both into morbid shit. So that's fair. Okay, what was so um, oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so the so tanning salon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't remember when I would have seen this movie, but of course, as a little gay boy's like campy moving, campy movie, like wet dream. I mean, like this has everything. I mean, like I remember as a kid, I mean, of course, I've always loved Bette Midler, oh, but yes. like Kathy and Jimmy in this movie is amazing. She, yes, she, she's one of those actresses. I have her listed like when we get to the categories to talk about her. Because she's just one of those actresses where you're like, she was in everything. She was in this. She was in Sister Act. She was in a movie yeah. that I loved as a kid that almost nobody knows called In Search of Dr. Seuss. Oh, I have not seen that. It is. I'm going to do an episode on it because it's one of my all-time favorite movies. It's a, a fictional documentary about Dr. Seuss's life and oh. his writing. And she's a reporter in it who goes to the Dr. Seuss Museum, his house, to interview people who work there. And there's a guy who kind of seems like the cat in the hat. And when they jump into the big book of like all of his stories, he becomes the cat in the hat. And she's just kind of taken along for the ride. It has some of the most famous actors ever. It has Christopher Lloyd. It has Robin Williams. It has stage actors in it. Like some of the best stage actors of the time. Like, oh, really? Yeah. And Kathy Jimmy in it is amazing. She has a whole gospel number in the middle of the show like in the middle of the movie it's so good i oh god i'm definitely doing an episode on that because everybody needs to know how good that was if yeah. i can find it somewhere online i'm gonna try my best i probably still own the dvd it's probably just at home with my parents but yeah, yeah i it was so just good. looked this up i have never even like seen the like poster for this no yeah it's nobody knows it but so many celebrities are in it yeah it's one of those things where i don't know what kind of pay they got like, like what kind of paycheck they got out of everybody's it. in this everybody's in it and that's what makes it so great the costumes deserve an academy award the set design deserves an academy award like they spared no expense making that documentary and nobody hmm. knows it but I'm anyway tanning salon <laughs> tanning oh my gosh the tanning salon <laughs> so i never actually went to the tanning salon i should probably Aww. specify that i mean by now i think they it got demolished and now it's like a car auto fixing place i don't really Aww, remember boo. i know i like but, haunted I mean, tanning salons that's I mean, fun that's such a final destination terrifying. kind of thing oh my god it is <laughs> i used to be so afraid i never watched any of those movies but kids mm -hmm. in at my elementary school used to talk about them and i was so terrified of everything in the world <laughs> it's like all, all my life i've been wanting to get eye surgery so i don't have to wear glasses anymore and i know that's in a final destination movie so now i never can <gasps> I can never have that procedure done, so you know. Or you just can never see the movie. I know, but now knowing that it exists is the problem. Like that's enough. <laughs> yeah, that's enough because now I know that there's mm. potentially a way to die from, from an eye surgery. You know what? That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So, anywho, yeah, yeah. I so on my end of the spectrum in terms of this mm -hmm. movie, I did not grow up with it. Uh, yeah. I was also kind of not allowed to watch it. It was funny in my house. So, uh, for the most part, my family were 
well, I guess probably just my sister and I. We're pretty big scaredy cats. Like, my sister can't even watch a trailer for a mm. horror movie <laughs> without it giving her <laughs> nightmares. And I'm kind of the same way. Like, I have to sleep with the lights on for about two days after I watch a scary movie. Yeah. And I get scared very easily. Um, but also, I get frustrated with stupid people. And that's what most horror movies are, is yep. really stupid people. Like, why are you doing that? Yeah, exactly. Like, you did the exact opposite of what you're supposed to do (laughs) in that situation. You kind of deserve it. And so I've always had a hard time watching them because besides the fact they scare me, they also infuriate me. And as a a kid, it was kind of like an unspoken rule in my house. If there was a movie that freaked out my sister or I, we did not watch it. Like, that was just not a thing. And so I think my sister, I did not verify this information, so I'm probably wrong, but I think my sister watched this movie with friends or maybe watched it by herself on TV, Mm. and she was terrified of it. And so whenever it was on TV, we couldn't watch it. And it looked scary to me, too, all, like, the creepy witches and all that stuff. I was like, "Mm, no. And, um, yeah, so I never watched it until today. Today. And that's one of the reasons I was also why I wanted to pick this because I knew that you hadn't seen it and I mean I'm sure it's like the people who listen to this will either they already know or they will find out <laughs> you have opinions yes so and this I is... need to know all of them <laughs> so for those of you who are tuning in for the first time to this episode um I am going to do a note counter every episode because for those who <laughs> know me know I write a lot of notes. Um, so many notes. So many notes. I, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm part actor, part director, part whatever the fuck. And so, Worst combination. <laughs> yes, because we're the most critical <laughs> and can't get anything done. We try so hard. Um, but yeah, so I direct pieces and so I tend to write a lot of notes when I watch uh, different pieces now. Movies, theater, productions, stuff like that. And so watching these movies, I write a lot of notes. And so this movie has the grand total of 12 pages of notes. <gasps> oh my gosh. I was just about to ask, because I know, I think when we talked this morning, you said you had like eight pages. Yes. And I'm like, I know she's not done with that movie yet. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> I have 12 pages. I even have a note on the fifth page that I, in, within 27 minutes, I had five pages of notes. Oh my God. Okay. So <laughs> this is so sad. Do you want to know how many pages I have? Oh no. How many? Two. <laughs> Three if you count the cover page. <laughs> oh my god, wow. Well, it makes it easier to talk about then. Because I'm just I color coded s- it. Spew a bunch of bullshit and you can tell me whether <laughs> I'm full of shit or not. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, also, that reminded me, going back a topic, but you were just saying how, like, you know, your sister thought this movie was scary, so you can watch it, which is funnily enough, one of the reasons I think I loved this movie, because I'm also a bit of a scaredy cat. Mm-hmm. And this movie was one of those movies that, like, I kind of knew I could watch and be, like, spooked, but not scared. You know what I mean? Yes, this is definitely a movie. You can fall asleep afterward. Yes. Even so as I was a like, kid. oh, I'm watching a horror movie. And then it's like <laughs> these like three dames of cinema just like cavorting around. <laughs> Wait, I love that. Dames of cinema. That is so good. That's going to be the episode title. <laughs> dames of cinema. Dames of cinema. And what oh. three like amazing women? Oh my God. The casting. Honestly, the casting for this entire movie is really, really good. Like, it's that's fantastic. one of my notes for the categories is, like, this, the, the cast is iconic. Like, mm-hmm. truly great. Um, so, on that note, actually, let's just jump into, oh, well, first we have to get to the stats of the movie. So, 1993. Picture it. Uh, plaid shirts. Uh, is that, is I that a thing? I, I 
think so, right? Wait, what Grunge? year were you born? I was 96. Okay, I was born like, well, I guess I was, I was born like, oh my gosh, I <laughs> I play piano. I don't know math. I was born in <laughs> March of 1993. <laughs> no, I was trying to figure out how many months I was old when this movie came out. <laughs> okay, okay. March. This April, came out in July May, of I was four or so. five months old when wow. this movie came out. So you were you were very young when you were brought to this movie. <laughs> I was very young. <laughs> Can you imagine a just poor screaming crying baby watching this movie? No. Oh god, that's I can horrible. imagine not being one like wanting to be around that. Oh no, not at all. Yeah. Um so yeah, nineteen ninety three, picture it. I have no idea what it looked like because I didn't exist yet. <laughs> I mean, I think we can safely say everything was dated and <laughs> Oh yes. Oh, and we'll get to that in the my notes on this movie. Mm-hmm. Some of the jokes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um so PG rating. I don't know how that's possible because they talk about virginity like I know. twenty also, times. I have some comments on that. I don't know about you. Oh, I have literally I have in all caps at least five times stop talking about his virginity yes i have ridden up there is not i have like read there is discourse on the internet about the topic of virginity in this movie discourse there is kind of discourse there is a book that i'm going to get the title wrong i believe it's called hocus pocus in focus oh no (laughs) Uh, yes okay i just looked it up it's called hocus pocus in focus the thinking fans guide to the disney halloween classic yeah and there's and i well i didn't i mean i didn't buy it i found some like preview pages online Mm -hmm. and there's an entire chapter about the topic of virginity in this movie so i have read up on that weird okay yeah we'll definitely need to talk about that when we get there because that (laughs) sounds great um so yeah 1993 pg it came out in july which makes no sense to me why would you release a halloween movie in july i don't get that it doesn't make any sense, but whatever, Disney. Um, and then on IMDb's site, I love the description for this movie, so I wrote it down exactly oh, because excited. it's hilarious. A curious youngster moves to Salem where he struggles to fit in before awakening a trio of diabolical witches that were executed in the 17th century. And you have <laughs> a hit summer blockbuster. <laughs> I just love um, so many words in that. Youngster? Youngster, specifically youngster. He's like a teenager, and instead of saying teenager, they say youngster. Say youngster. Awakening a tree of diabolical. Diabolical. They're not diabolical. I mean, I guess like what they're trying to do is diabolical, but they're the least, like they're the furthest thing from that. Yeah, exactly. And then executed in the 17th century. I love that, like in the movie description, it just has to tell you, yes, they were... Hung? Hanged? Hanged, I think is the right Uh, version. Sure. I listen to how many true crime podcasts, and I don't know whether it's hung or hanged. I think it's hanged. Let's go with hanged. Let's go with hanged. So, uh, directed by Kenny Ortega, uh, God's gift to man. Kenny Ortega. I love Kenny Ortega so much. Also, we'll talk about this when we get to, like, most likely to succeed, most iconic. But (gasps) Kenny Ortega, the fact that he came out with this, and this was a huge staple of our childhoods, and then High School Musical, which was a huge uh, staple of our childhoods, and is still yeah. coming out with more childhood staples for my boyfriend's kids with the Descendants movies on Disney oh, I Channel. I didn't realize he did those. Yeah, he did those. Those are his. Um, that's what he ended up getting his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame uh, oh. only last year, I think. Um, yeah, he's like, he's just keeps the hits coming every 10 years. He's like, okay, Disney, let's oh go. Gosh. Also, just as a topic of like one of my obsessions, he directed an episode of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. <gasps> 
That makes so much sense. Which I didn't know that until I was doing a little bit of research, and I was Kathy so happy Jimmy. to hear that. Kathy and Jimmy is <gasps> on one of the episodes too. I, I didn't even on, put that together. Yes, I saw her. Uh, I saw that on her IMDb, and I was like, <sighs> of course she was. God love that woman. Um, and then uh, the writers associated with the project were David Kirshner, Mick Garris, Neil Cuthbert, and then of course starring the incomparable Bette Midler, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, mm. Kathy and Jimmy, and then the kids are Omri Katz, Thora Birch, and Vanessa Shaw. And uh, yeah, just that's those are the stats for you. Those are the deets. Uh, so now, <laughs> so now moving into the categories. So again, to re-explain, because I know people are still tuning in. So to re-explain the rules. So because most of these movies deal with kids, um, specifically like middle high school age kids, I use yearbook superlatives to talk about the movie, and then we have uh, separate categories later where we get to talk about all of our notes that we wrote down during the movie. So to kick this off, we start with best dynamic duo. So I have a few options listed as potential winners of this. A few contenders. So we have Thackeray and Emily, um, the cat Mm -hmm. and the dead girl from the very beginning of the movie. (laughs) Lovely way to explain that. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so the dead sister. So iconic. I mean, literally the end of the movie is just them walking through the pearly gates. Which end of the movie, though? (laughs) Yeah, I guess the, like, first, the, really, I consider it, like, the first ending. The first ending. Well, I mean, didn't this movie feel like it had a few endings? It had a few, which I have notes on that, actually. Okay, good. I knew that you were going to mention that. Oh, yeah. That was such, I honestly did not remember that's how that movie ended. It's a weird ending. I'm not sure how I feel about that now. It's just very... One, I guess, maybe this is just either one, it's a comment on how non-wholesome I am as a person, Mm. or maybe it's a comment on how non-wholesome the world is, but watching a movie about a brother and sister protecting each other is weird. It is weird. And kind of the same thing with Max and Danny. I'm, well... Also, I will just say, I love the way their relationship was portrayed in this movie. I do, too. It's so accurate to real siblinghood, especially yes. between boys and girls. Yes. Yeah. I didn't I didn't get that so much from, like, Thackeray and No, well, Emily. Thackeray and Emily, we don't even see them be close. I yeah, mean, she true. just gets just taken away. She leaves, and then they reunite. Yeah, he sucks at saving her, then has to suffer the consequences <laughs> for 300 years. Also, NCIS guy. Oh, is he? Yeah, what's oh. his name? I totally forgot. Um, oh, I just wrote in my note, why does Thackeray look familiar? And then I wrote NCIS, like, <laughs> with a lot of underlines. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that I just, like, surprised me. Yeah, that is. It's great. Um, and then the next uh, duo that we have is what we just mentioned, Danny and Max. Yes. Who really do carry the movie very well. Mm. Um, that I feel, I mean, they both make, <laughs> they're both kind of terrible to each other. <laughs> But in the end, yeah. it's cute that he does save her life. I do like the moment where she's like, uh, I love you, jerk face. And he's I like, know, I love you too. I actually was like, is oh, my wow. Sister. Yes. That was nice. Like That was a cute moment. Yeah, that was really cute. You're like, okay, yeah, they went through that. Now they're going to be probably inseparable. Yeah. Um, and then finally, though, of course, yeah, d- best dynamic duo means two people. But if we're going to exclude the Sanderson sisters, I feel like we're just doing a huge injustice to the point of the whole fucking movie. (laughs) So here's what I did with the Sanderson sisters. I just put Sarah and Mary together because Winifred is like her own thing. You know what I mean? Yes. Well, she has top billing above the movie title, Bette Midler. 
Oh, does she? Yeah, she I mean, does. that doesn't surprise me. It says they all did. Bette Midler. No, it says Bette Midler and then Hocus Pocus. Then it introduces, I think, Kenny Ortega and the writers. And then it says Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy Najimy and the rest oh, of the cast. Oh, they did them dirty. Yeah, which makes sense because this is before... Um, this is before Sex in the City. So Sarah Jessica Parker, yes, yes, is famous. Yes, is probably a household name, but not that much of a household name. Mm. Give her like, what, four or five more years before yeah, Sex in the City comes out. Yeah, yeah. I want to say 98, 99 before Sex in the City comes out. And then I think, and we'll get to this when we get to most likely to succeed. And then I feel like it's kind of a toss between whether Bette Midler or Sarah Jessica Parker is more of a draw nowadays, you know? Honestly, yeah. Who, it probably also depends on like, the person being drawn. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like the audience that it's yeah. intended for. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I feel like the younger generation, closer to like people our age, would probably associate like know if you said both of those names or like showed pictures, I feel like most people would probably go straight towards Sarah Jessica. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, I actually I totally see that about um, Mary and Sarah being their own thing because also what's funny that's one of my notes for the movie there it's kind of unnecessary that there's three of them i mean it's for comedic relief you know it's fun yeah but in actuality winnie winifred seems so capable it there are moments in the movie where it makes no sense that there are two other actresses there <laughs> i can see that <laughs> i was just like she, she can sing clearly so why can't she do the incantation to bring the kids <laughs> Um, Kathy Najimy literally does nothing the entire movie. And <laughs> I, I don't know why. I think like as a kid, I loved her so much that rewatching, I was surprised how little I got of her. Uh, yeah, I did not care. I just, the whole time I was, you know, one of the professors from SU used to talk about like, if an actor's doing something that concerns you <laughs> at, for them as an actor, instead of them mm. as the character, it's going too far. Her sure. like mouth thing that she does <gasps> the in the mouth movie. Thing. How does she do that? I don't know how she does that. I'm kind of really concerned she had jaw issues for years because it looks so uncomfortable. I loved it so much though. It's a nice detail, but I'm also like, that's just weird. Like, why does it look like that? Like, I don't know. I paid way too much attention to that instead of I... also she just repeats <laughs> everything that Winifred says, which is really annoying. Yes. And makes it so that, like, well, why is she there if she's just going to repeat? Like, yeah, sure, that's a character trait. But, like, what what purpose does she serve? So, I think this could be... I, I'm going to regurgitate information. And, honestly, I'm just going to give this disclaimer. I'm going to, like, say something, and I don't know where I got this. But, at some point, I remember reading that, like, each of the sisters had a different father. Oh. Yeah. And so like Kathleen and Jimmy, like the whole like smelling the children thing, like somewhere I read that like she had a bit of hound dog in her. Well, she does bark in the movie. Yes. And I'm not sure what that has to do with like her mother and like a relationship with something. Mm -hmm. But I heard like and then Sarah Jessica Parker's father or I. okay, I uh, just as a quick sidebar, I did not know either of their names, Sarah and Mary. I just always oh. call them Kathy and Sarah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it Sarah. is funny that Sarah is the same name. When the movie yeah. started and I was trying to, because it was the first time I'd ever seen it, I was trying to remember all the characters' names. Mm. When they said it was Sarah for Sarah Jessica Parker, I was like, oh, thank God. One last person to remember. One last. <laughs> so her father is was like the village idiot. Oh, okay. And then... That Winifred's father was another warlock. So I'm not sure if that has something to do. Well, that obviously has something to do with her. Well, like, that would make sense why she's like so powerful. Yeah. In comparison to them, I feel like we never even really get to see 
their powers. Also, it Not seems like Winnie doesn't care if they stick around. Like, it doesn't really make she sense. She cares entirely about herself. Yeah, exactly. Which is part of the reason why I'm like, why are they in the movie? It seems like I wanted actually, I thought there would be a moment in the movie and it never happens. I thought there would be a moment in the movie where there would be a confrontation between the three sisters where they would realize that Winnie didn't want them to keep living with her, that she was mm. just going to take the souls of the kids herself and like not yeah. let them live. I thought that was going to happen at some point, and then it never did, but it was so obvious in the movie that she doesn't care whether they suck the souls out of the children or not. Yes. I was like, what? I'm so, why? Like, why are they there? I mean, it's <laughs> it's fun. Threes are always a great, you Oh, know, it's like the rule, right? I mean, Exactly. Like, it's, yeah, it's the rule, but it is, and they are iconic, the three of them. If they you work showed so a, well together. If you showed a picture to, like, any, I feel like if you just showed a picture to anybody on the street, they would know what movie you're referring to. Oh, yeah. It's so, iconic. Yeah. So part of me is like, okay, like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, so yeah. So best dynamic duo. Who do you think it oh, should go to? So I have one more to add to the list. Oh, go. Danny and Binks. Oh my God. Yes. Like the scene where so they think that they've succeeded in killing the witches. Yes. And like Danny, like, and Binks, like she gives him the little milk and curls up with him on the bed. I'm yeah. like, and she's I was like, like in tears. And she's like, we'll pass you down. You know, like I'll have <gasps> so, like, you and then my kids, kids yeah. will take care of you. And then their kids will take care of you. And I was like, I wrote that down in my notes. I was like, can I have a cat that just keeps getting passed down <laughs> through the generations? Like, That's I don't know so why, cute. but that moment in the movie hit me so hard this time. I don't yeah. know. I haven't seen this movie in a while. So rewatching this, definitely brought up some things that I didn't remember in it. And that part of the movie, I was like, I, that never stuck with me as a kid, but yeah. I was like touched by that. It was so, so that's, sweet. I'm going to add to them. Cause I think they were adorable. Together. I, yeah, I want to give it to them. Cause like even in the end when he has died and finally <sighs> passed on and she's yeah. so broken hearted about it. But then it's like, well, he's reunited with his sister and that's all he wanted was just yeah. to be with his family again. And I was like, wow, like that, <laughs> I feel for that little girl so much that she's lost this like new friend she just made. And she's really little, so, oh God, yeah. Okay, that totally goes to Danny and Banks. Danny, Danny and Banks it is. Congratulations, yeah. Danny and Banks. Um, now we move on to Class Clown. Oh my God. Which I have an honorable mention first before we get Ooh. to who actually probably deserves it. Okay. As disgusting as his scene is, as his lines are, the bus driver... <gasps> steals oh my God. the movie like one so inappropriate for a kid's movie are you kidding <laughs> oh me but hilarious like i was screaming like what is this guy doing in a kid's movie but he does a great <laughs> job he's a creep yeah he's a true creep but he he's oh he God. does well what he I was, was not given ex- i was not expecting that at all like i didn't even think about him is it's like when i was thinking about this category Oh, yeah. No, it's it stood out to me instantly. I was like, he is eating up the furniture. <laughs> like, <laughs> And then but I think it should genuinely actually go to Winifred. I do agree. I do completely agree. I my, I also have kind of I definitely said that I do have a second place. Yeah. And that's Sarah Jessica Parker. I like the like the first scene that she's in. I'm like just the dedication she had to this role. Mm-hmm. Like. I just, every little thing she did, like when she ate the little spider and like all of her oh little God. aside stuff. I've, I almost threw up. I, from that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh God. It, just seeing the legs. I have chills right now. Seeing the legs outside of her mouth. I was like, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I just, I don't know. I thought she, 
just the little things that she does, her dedication to this role, I just thought was hilarious. I wish she did more work like that now because she's brilliant in this. Like it shows how much of a character actress she mm. could have been, you know, if she wasn't yes. if she wasn't turned into like sort of America sweetheart and then sort of America sex pot. Like if yep. she <laughs> if she had written this line of like more diversified work. Definitely. I can imagine the kind of movies we could have seen from her because she yeah, she really nails this every scene mm. i love i think at the dance she's just casually <gasps> like kissing yes. the random guest, and she's just like bye and just walks away and he's looking oh, at her like so, good. so lustful i was like what <laughs> i was also like same girl like you do what you gotta do you're only alive for one day oh i know right <laughs> you gotta live um yeah no totally okay so we have first place winifred second place sarah jessica parker third place the bus driver <laughs> Congratulations. yeah I'll, I'll, let's go with that <laughs> <laughs> okay most changed so to describe i i'm going to describe these two categories for new listeners so we have two categories most changed and most likely to succeed the best way to describe it is let's say you take the movie mean girls most changed is Lindsay lohan most likely to succeed is rachel mcadams mm. In terms of careers, in terms of where are they now? Um, most change literally could be called the where are they now category. <laughs> and I had written down a few options at first, and then I actually started researching the actors. And for me, it goes to Max, Omri Katz. <laughs> yep, Omri, yeah. Uh, he, I remember, like, I've heard this for years, people saying that they had a crush on him when they were kids. Oh, same. And then watching this movie, I'm like, yeah, I could totally see that. I mean, he's still yeah. kind of a dipshit teenager, but I can see it. And he was a cute dipshit teenager. Aren't they always? <laughs> and, and, but then he just vanished. I mean, literally, I think for the last, like, he had, I saw that he had a role from, like, 2018, but then from, like, 2000 or 2001, nothing. Yeah, he's a hairdresser now. Really? Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Wow. Good for him. I hope he's happy. Yeah. Um, at least he's in a classic movie for uh, forever. Did you ever see the other show he was in, Erie, Indiana? No, I didn't. I saw the poster, though. It looked funny. (laughs) So I remember watching the show when I was a kid, like a few episodes. I went back and watched an episode of it after I watched Hocus Pocus just because doing the research. I'm like, oh, I forgot about this. Yeah. And what a weird show. Really? What is it about? So did you ever see the Disney show? I think it was called So Weird that was on like when we were kids. No, no. I think that was too early before me. Yeah. Maybe it was in the few years that I am a little older than you. Anyway. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of like a children's X-Files and Erie, Indiana okay. kind of reminds me of that, <laughs> except not the same, <laughs> but it's definitely just like weird, like just like weird stuff. I don't really know how to describe it. It's just weird. Yeah. That sounds a children's X-Files. <laughs> it is on Amazon prime and I do recommend it. I'm going to have to look that up cause that sounds funny. <laughs> but so weird. The like actual children's X-Files is on Disney plus now and it holds up. Oh, nice. Okay. That's good. I love when old TV shows, like, are still good. I know, right? That's when you know you're like, okay, as a kid, my obsession with this was legit. Like, that's my thing with um, Phineas and Ferb. (gasps) Oh, that was, that does hold up. Still genius. And I'm, like, still singing the songs. Whoever wrote the songs on that show needs an Academy Award. Like, they, I hope they won an Emmy for their work. Because genuinely good songs, I still remember 10 years later. Good for them. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, speak, just a quick aside. Speaking of soundtrack... The score for this movie? That's one of my first notes in the movie. We will the get score to that comes then. in hard, but like John good. Debney <laughs> did. Did you know he wrote this in two weeks? What? Yeah. Good for him. He I was doing some it research. Out of the park. 
he, the person they had hired, like for some reason had to drop out of the project and they had two weeks to write this before they had to record the score. Wow. Oh my God. Good for him. And it's, you wouldn't have known. It's amazing, but just gotta say. Yeah. It's amazing. That first entrance where all of a sudden it just like whooshes in. Yes. Is mm. so good. I'm like, this is what I, this, these are the moments when I love Disney movies. Cause I'm like, people can shit on them, you know, that they're like super hokey yeah. or super, or like too kid oriented, you know? But sometimes, man, they really deliver. And this movie has a lot of moments like that where I'm like, this holds up. And I've only yeah. seen it for the first time today, but this is definitely going to be a rewatch for me into oh, the good. far future. I can't wait to show this to my boyfriend's kids. Like, <gasps> so fun. Um, and now we move on to Most Likely to Succeed, which I think is kind of a tie. Three people, Bette Midler, okay. Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kenny Ortega. For me, I want to lean closer to Sarah Jessica Parker and maybe Kenny Ortega, mostly Sarah, agree. Je- Sarah Jessica Parker, just because once Sex in the City happens and she becomes an American icon yes. and a household name, it's just like she can pick and choose whatever project she wants to at this mm, point, I find, you know? True. But then I look at Kenny Ortega creating this classic for kids and then also doing the High School Musical series, which in its own right is going to be a film phenomenon probably forever is going to be like a staple of teen movies. Mm, that's true. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's kind of, this one was hard to decide. I have one to add to that. Actually go for it. Doug Jones, who played <gasps> Billy the zombie. Yes. Yeah. 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 He like is kind of, I was looking at his like filmography. He's just like plays all of these weird kind of non-human things. Like that's what he does. And oh. he has like so many credits I mean, he's great at it. Like he—he he was fantastic. Yeah, like he, and for, that's just like his his niche, and like he goes on to do so many more things. Which I just—I don't know—I don't know what he did pre this, but I mean, post I, this, he did great. <laughs> I do, yeah, I do think about you know one of the reasons I never watched the movie was I saw what he looked like, the, his character mm. terrified me. I didn't even have to watch the movie. Looking at him as that scary zombie with all of that like crazy hair, I was like, no, 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 yeah. stay the fuck away from me. And then watching it even now, I'm like still kind of freaked out by him. But then miraculously, somehow by the end of the movie, he becomes a good guy, and you, oh, yeah, root for him. You're He's like, so human. Yeah. And when he, he like cuts his uh the like sewing off of his mouth yes. and to insult Winnie. Yes. <laughs> also, whatever he spits out of his mouth grossed me out. Oh, I know. What was that? Oh, God. I was so... I was like, if this movie gives me one more thing to puke over, I swear to God. Wait, do you have a puke count for this movie? Because, like, this <laughs> has been a lot so far. I should. I actually, if we ever... If I do more horror movies, I'm going to have to add that <sighs> as a category for oh, future like horror that. movies. Because that's definitely a thing for me. That That's part of the reason I don't watch horror movies is I have a very weak stomach. Like, oh, yeah. when I was a kid in fourth grade, I looked at a picture of an ear in my science class, and I had to run to the bathroom and threw up. Like a just a normal like it was like the ear, inner ear canal. Oh, and just looking at an ear <laughs> that canal makes more sense. Made me throw up because like, I'm so sensitive. <laughs> I just had this image in my head. I'm like, did you just look up a picture of an ear? Like, <laughs> I looked at somebody's ear on their head, and I was like, mm. and had to run out of the room. <laughs> but no, I, I wouldn't at, put it past you. <laughs> no, yeah, seriously. <laughs> no, I just saw I just saw an ear canal, and I had to run to the bathroom. It was very embarrassing. My teacher was very confused. And that has happened a few times in my life, not specifically oh my with God. ear canals, but there have been a few moments in just my life things. I've had to run out of the room. 
Uh, good times, good times. Uh, so mm. yeah, I sh- I'm gonna have to add a puke count <laughs> into horror I, movies. I totally support that. I need yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, no, he. But I love that he's able to make that transition in the movie from bad guy, mm. like strictly bad guy, to good guy. Even when they're like, he's a good zombie, and you're like, yeah, <laughs> you're like, yeah, he kind of is. Yeah. Mm. Um, that okay, I could totally see that. I mean, he does. He's barely in the movie. He really is. Like, I, I thought he would be more involved, lovely. but but also just like all of his comedic bits and when his fingers get cut off and oh, when he's like yeah. stumbling in the tunnel underneath the ground, <laughs> his walk, I'm like, wow, he's committed. It's <laughs> like, always amazing to me, like watching like what people who are really good at their craft do when they have no words. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. That's exactly. Yeah. Honestly, he steals a movie in that sense. His physical mm. comedy is just superb it's prime yeah yeah um hmm most likely to succeed i'm going with sarah jessica parker just oh, because I'll go with sarah yeah yeah i feel like she i mean you can always pick, make your own pick we do not have to th- have the same no pick, just i 100 so you know. agree though i mean if you look at every, the names in this movie like she is one who just like pops off the page like looking at like a nowadays frame of mind yes like every single person like who has seen something on TV knows who she is. I think it says something that when you watch the movie and you see that Bette Midler is the only one with top billing and Sarah Jessica Parker comes so much further down. Uh, yes. When you see, when you finally see Sarah Jessica Parker's name, you're like, why isn't she ahead? That's why I give her most likely to succeed. Mm, Cause like in that. today's society, you're like, why isn't she first? Cause if in a movie nowadays, she'd probably be first. And then Bette Midler would be like, and featuring like yes. Bette Midler at the very end, yes. you know? She would get her own featured spotlight. Um, so Sarah Jessica Parker, congratulations. You have congratulations, one most likely to succeed. Um, <laughs> now we move on to most iconic, which I love this category because uh, it's super vague. On I know purpose. this was okay. That makes me feel better. I was like, what, what do I do with this? Yeah. It's just purposely vague because it can be literally anything. Um, mm. So I'm going to let you go first and give me oh your gosh, list of, of most iconic options. Uh I oh this is this is, okay. Do you want to know why I wrote down for this? What I wrote down a bunch of question mark and exclamation marks. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't write any words. No, <laughs> and then you gave it to me first. So do you want I, me to go first and then you can comment on what I say? I will say a few words. Go. Um, you said earlier though the cast, and yes. I have to one hundred percent agree with that. I think that as an ensemble, this is such an amazing film in that regard. Yeah. Um. I I don't know. I have some like funny lines. We're going to get to those though that yes, come we'll out to me as iconic. Quote. I have some like shots in the film. Okay. I don't, I will say there's one shot that stuck out to me as iconic, which probably will be this way to nobody else. But <laughs> uh, during the trick or treating, when Max is taking Danny trick or treating like very angstily, yes. uh, <laughs> I, Danny, like after I think they get the candy stolen or whatever, and they're going to go home, Danny like collapses onto this hay bale with the jack-o'-lanterns around her and just sobbing. Oh, yes. <laughs> Classic Disney movie moment. I was like, this is me in 2020. (laughs) So I mean, like, this does not fulfill this category, but that was my iconic moment from this movie. (laughs) But just in general, I mean, like, can we just say Bette Midler? I mean... Oh my God, yes. I have that written down so many times in my notes where I'm like, Bette Midler's voice, her teeth, her nails. The nails. Oh, her nails are fabulous. Yes. It's like her hair, the costume, the green, like the style of it and everything. Her whole look. When she cuts open the like window net with her nail. I have it down. Yes. Yes. The window netting. Oh my God. 
Yeah. Anyway. Just steals the movie. Uh, yeah, she does. Yeah. It's her uh, movie. Like it, it re- well literally, it's like it, built it is, before yeah. the title of the movie. <laughs> Bette Midler's Hocus Pocus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's Bette Midler. Bette Midler is iconic. Yep, always will be. Oh my god. What did do you have any what did you have? I had, you a, had few, a few things? I had a few other ones. So I wrote I put a spell on you. Because Oh my god. That, I think you Mark Shaman arranged that? Yes. Which now this is it's actually kind of funny. So I the first episode to this series to my podcast and then bef- that I recorded before this episode was mm. uh, Mary Poppins, uh, which Mary it's Poppins. funny how many things are tied in to these two movies. So Mark Shaman wrote the arrangements on Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah, he wrote yeah, yeah. the music. Well, he worked on some of the music for this, the arrangements for this. Yes. And then I also have two characters from both movies named Winifred. Oh my god, that's true. <laughs> and of course, both Disney, obviously. So it's just weird, like how that all. How they is Winifred is the up. mother's name? Winifred yeah, is the mother's right? name. Yeah. I don't know why. For a reason there, I'm like that can't be right. That doesn't sound right. Yeah, it's Winifred. <laughs> weird. Okay. I know, right? Um. So yeah, I put a spell on you. I feel like you can't listen to that song anymore without hearing this no. version. I mean, even when like I've never seen this movie until today, and even on like Facebook when people would post Halloween memes, this song would always come up as a post in October. Yes. Always. It had to be the full number, the yes. full shebang. I also I don't know. So I don't know when this was filmed. Like in regards to. Bette Midler's filming schedule for Gypsy, which came out later this year, Ooh, or like okay. 1993 this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not, I mean, obviously not, not 2020. Nothing's We're still waiting for that Lady Gaga version. Um, oh. and, and Streisand. Anyway. Um, yeah. So like when she like goes like, my name's Winifred, what's yours? I'm like, <laughs> okay, this is amazing. <laughs> that's one of my favorite. That's one of my best quotes in the movie. Oh, so good. Just, Hello, Salem. My name's Winifred. Yes. What's yours? That's it. <laughs> and the point. And so, her voice, like, oh, I love her. Her, the, Honestly, I would just say most iconic is, like, her voice in the movie. So many lines where she's like, still alive? Sisters? <laughs> oh, one of the quotes I wrote down that just has to do with this is when she just yells book out the window and she's yes. like, book? That is me when I realize I've forgotten a book with me when I go out <laughs> and leave my apartment for the day. I'm oh just so God. distraught. I'm like, what, what will I do to fill the hours? <laughs> Thank you, Max, for that marvelous introduction. Yes, that's another. Oh, we need to wait to fast quote. Oh, I know. I have so many more quotes. It's okay. Yes. So um, I also wrote the whole cast as one of them yeah, because I mean, they steal the movie. Like literally all of them together is what makes this so brilliant. I can't picture a single other person. Also, the weird like uh, Gary Marshall and Penny Marshall is the devil and the devil's which they're uncredited in the movie which I'm like why they have a whole scene in the movie why aren't they credited it makes no sense like (laughs) but iconic Gary Marshall as the devil is iconic though (laughs) just wearing that crazy costume costume. Um, but in terms of other most iconic moments most iconic virgins because (gasps) I've the virgins never watched a movie that talks about virginity so much. A Disney movie a that Disney talks about virginity so much. PG rated. This is just to goes goes to show what the '90s were like. That in a Disney PG yeah. rated movie, you could say vir- virgin like twenty times. Yeah. And it doesn't. It doesn't matter. raise any alarm. Yeah. <laughs> it's not concerning at all. Um, I also we'll get wrote, to the virgin talk later. I have a lot to say. Absolutely. Um, I also wrote for most iconic the costumes, specifically the Sanderson oh sisters. Oh my gosh! Yes. I feel like 
if you literally on the street, like at Halloween, if you see people dressed up as those three sisters, you know exactly who they are. Immediately. If you showed a picture to anybody on the street of the three of them, even like their outlines or even just the costumes, people would mm-hmm. be like, oh yeah, that's that's Hocus Pocus, right? Yeah. Like, it's just one of those things. Um, the like Queen Elizabeth hair that Winifred has. Oh my God, I probably yeah. has that queen's name <laughs> wrong, but that like heart-shaped hair. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, also, Kathy and Jimmy riding the Hoover. Yes. Oh. <laughs> That's an iconic moment for me. Iconic, yeah. Like, they have these children steal these brooms. I mean, <laughs> for no reason. For and no then, reason. Which, uh, of except course, for the vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> which I do I do love that they're dressed, the, the, the girls who steal, the little kids who steal the brooms are dressed like the sisters. <gasps> yeah. Because I'm like, also, oh, that was, per- that was such a great detail. They, like... There's the little like whooshing flying effect as they fly off screen. I'm like, do they just what <laughs> what, what happens? Happened? I want to know what happens to them. <laughs> what happened to those three children? Um, and then the last thing I wrote, my like most iconic is Kenny Ortega, just for the reason that I listed mm. that he created High School Musical and this, and is still working for Disney, still doing things like Descendants movies, and he just keeps every ten years he just keeps the hits coming for kids movies for the new generation, and I just find that so cool. That he's three decades later still doing that. Like, Mm. what? Like, I'm so glad he got his, um, like, star on the the Walk of Fame in Hollywood. Like, that's awesome. Good for him. Um, But I think for Most Iconic, since we both said it, and, like, that's just, I think it has to go to the whole cast. I'm going to change my answer. I'm going to go with Bet. Just Bet. Mm -hmm. I see that. Honestly, well, and that's... Yeah, that's the draw of the movie is her. And every meme, every everything. Yeah, it's just her. It's her. It's her. <laughs> Bette Midler, congratulations. Um, now we move on to best dressed, which I have two options for. No, no, no. There's one answer to this category. Well, you're going to say the sisters, right? No, ice. Oh, God. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> I did not see that coming. The hair. Oh, God. <laughs> the, the sad thing is just people are, it. like, still doing that. Oh, my God, I know. Oh, I, I don't get it. I just, like, I don't know. He's, but, him and the other kid are too annoying for me to take them at all seriously in the Okay, movie. so here's a question that has bothered me the last two times I've watched this movie, because I, I watched it twice preparing for this. Mm-hmm. So he's making fun of this kid being from California, but he also has kind of this surfer accent. Yes. Even though they're in Salem. Yeah, exactly. It makes no sense. Like it's clearly written by California people who Uh. have an inferiority complex to East coasters. (laughs) And so they just wanted to make East coasters look like they were winning for a change. Uh, Okay. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. They just wanted to make, they wanted not winning for a change, but like make them look like dicks for a change. (laughs) I got you. And yeah, clearly written by California based people. (laughs) Yeah. So who who are your best dressed? So mine, two things, which one of them is obvious because I've already talked about it like 5 million times. The sisters, Mm -hmm. iconic costumes. But then also Allison's costume at her parents' party (gasps) made me gasp. Like (laughs) I want, I want money like that just to wear a costume that cool. Are you kidding me? Like the layers, the little like train in back. Like I was kind of mad she didn't wear it for the whole movie. Like, obviously, you don't want to go to this dusty well, old museum r- wearing that costume. You <laughs> ruin it. That. But yeah. still, like, uh, you, uh, even if you're bored at that party, you just stand and admire yourself in the mirror. Like, wow, I look good. Like, just feel yourself. I, but clearly, this is how much money she has that it's, like, not a big I, deal to wear that costume for, like, an hour and then be like, I'm just going to go do something else. 
So I just had to pull up a picture of it because for some reason that didn't even, that slid right by my radar. I think I was so concentrated on the word yabos in that scene that I oh missed God. the costume. Oh God. <laughs> you know what? I'll, that is a good costume. It's so good. Like so friggin' good. Yeah. that That's the costume that I wish I could wear every Halloween for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, but I think we have to give it to the sisters though. It's the sisters. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, iconic. Yes. So now we are finally onto the category we <gasps> keep alluding to. Quotes. Best quote so i'm gonna like you go first because i just go through my quotes yes literally just list them i that's i have my notes color coordinated me too so (laughs) my quotes are this lovely fall yellow what (laughs) that's a quote i missed that no no my notes are colored like a fall yellow like mustard (laughs) (laughs) that was a quote in the movie (laughs) no Okay, sorry. Continue. Here we go. Uh, another glorious morning makes me sick. Yes, I had that one too. Love it. Dead man's toe. I can't do her voice. But when Sarah Jessica Parsker is like rampsing around, that's not a word, saying dead man's toe. Love that. <laughs> dead man's toe, dead man's toe. <laughs> Max likes your yabos. In fact, he loves them. Like what? What? Yeah, that's so, there are so many inappropriate moments. This is why maybe either I'm not wholesome or the world isn't wholesome anymore. The moments where she says something like that in front of the girl he likes, but also when she pretends to be Allison in his bed, like <gasps> oh my I'm gosh. Allison, kiss me. Uh, oh, I'm Allison. I was like, no, 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 no. very weird. Yeah. Um, but also, what is that word? Yabos? Like, yeah, I don't. They say virgin how many times in the movie, but they don't say tits. Like, they can't say tits. They can't say tits, but they can say virgin. Oh, God. Uh, so I also had, of course, you have to get the movie title in the movie by saying, it's just a bunch of hocus pocus. Yes, roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> so I was good. like, I literally wrote down, yes, movie title. I'm like, you have to put it in there. Yeah, I literally wrote that down. Like, uh, this is how many cinema sins I watch on YouTube. <gasps> yes. I had to write down Hocus Pocus roll credits. <laughs> because Honestly. They, just, they have now uh, trademarked that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue. Um, oh, when they go out to the road and they're like, tis firm, tis firm as stone. <laughs> so random. But then for some reason, so they don't know what a road is, but then for some reason, Winnie knows what a learner's permit is later in the movie. I don't care. There are so many things when they say dude later in the movie, <laughs> I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. No. They also don't know what daylight savings time is. Oh my God. I, I have so many weird <laughs> issues with that, but yes. yes. <laughs> Um, one of my favorite lines that I really think, like when I was watching it, I'm like, this is going to be a line that Lauren likes. <laughs> and that's when, uh, Mary is like, I suggest we form a calming circle. And when he is like, I am calm. <laughs> I didn't write that down because it's just too random in the movie. I'm like, oh, wow. they're so just, random. I'm just like, they're just like filling in time. I don't know <laughs> why they're just giving the kids an extra 30 seconds to get away. <laughs> The I am calm just reminded me of you. I'm calm. Yeah, that's very me. (laughs) Um, The next line I wrote down. So I was working last night and I was talking with my co-workers. I'm like, oh, yeah, I watched Hocus Pocus the other night. And they just started saying a muck, a muck, a muck, a muck. And I'm like, that is one of the lines. Yeah. No, it's yeah. That's one of the few uh, like memes or videos I've seen. Yeah. This is which is such a a a weird, which is a great word. I don't know. It is a great word, but it's such a weird line that became a like such a like such a memeable moment from the movie. Oh yeah, like I don't I don't know, but it's funny. <laughs> it's great. 
Um, okay, so one of my favorite moments in the movie is when we have this amazing Halloween party the parents are at. Yeah. And the kids come in and they're like, oh my God, we're being chased by these murderous witches. And the mom's just like, huh, let's go find your father. <laughs> She's like, I don't want to deal with this. She's like, I'm Madonna tonight. I don't know what you're talking about, but... Which, like, parents wearing inappropriate sexy costumes around their children. <laughs> I mean, you should be allowed to own your sexuality at any age. Of course. But I feel bad for those kids. <laughs> yeah, no, I do too. Yeah. You don't need to see that. Nope. And Anything I have else? one more line. I have one last line. Go for it. And that's a line that I did not remember, but killed me, which is Winifred when she said, you know, I've always wanted a child and now I think I have one on toast. <laughs> and it goes by, she just like speeds right through that line that I never, I don't think I ever caught it before, mm-hmm. but I was cackling. <laughs> <laughs> it comes out of nowhere. Like it's I, I watched that thing. moment and it's a good line, but I was like, wait, why is she so excited? I'm so confused. <laughs> Oh, God. That was... Yes, those are all great. Okay, so... Yeah, what do you have? uh, We only had, like, two in common. Really? Um, Yeah, I got a bunch of other ones. So... This is just a good burn in the movie when uh, mm. Max is being bullied by those kids in the cemetery and he's like, maybe you could learn to breathe through your nose. <gasps> oh, that's a solid one. That that's was a, a good line. That's a solid burn. Um, I also love the parents are so out of touch with kids. They're like, <laughs> kids. so out of touch. And so there's a moment where when they realize he doesn't have any shoes and yes. the dad says, must be some form of protest. What kid protests by not wearing shoes? And also some like nice shoes too. I mean, nice like, sneakers. Like, oh god, I love. Like, I love the parents in this movie. The parents in this movie are so. They dumb. are so like, absent, but so also absent. so just involved enough that I love it. Which is funny that I find that in like so many works about kids, the parents mm-hmm. are just never brought in, which I don't really know. Why? I don't get why that's a thing that like parents yeah. are just not talked about in kids' movies. Um, or if they are, they're always bad parents. Yes, yes. Like they always have to be bad at their job. Well, I mean, the that's only... kind of a hallmark of like the Disney like original series and like well, any much. of the Disney movies. Yeah, pretty much. It's always like, like the bumbling dad, especially. Yes, exactly. Which I feel like is their version of connecting with kids. Like, aren't your parents so annoying? Oh my god! But then it's like, right. don't aid and abet them. Like, that's true. That please. <laughs> Um, then continuing, oh, this was like, I screamed when I heard this line, when, (laughs) when Danny's upset that Max, um, was like mad at her and like, didn't want to stand up to those kids. And she yells, at least you would have died like a man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I forgot all about that. I gasped (laughs) so hard because like, I literally wrote whoa, toxic masculinity. (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah, that's true. (laughs) So bad. It's moments like that where I'm like, (sighs) literally my next line, one of my notes in the movie, I wrote, look, he shouldn't stoop to her level, but she's being a brat. Like, Oh, she's 100% a brat. She has some moments when she She was my sister growing up. Oh, God. (laughs) Like, 100%. I mean, I love my sister to death. And, like, I say this in a completely, like, loving way, but, like, DW, like, an Arthur, Mm -hmm. like, that and Danny, like, that is my sister. Oh, my God. Yeah, and she knows it. Watching this, the moment when I wrote, the moment when she screams to the parents when he's refusing (gasps) to go trick or treating, I wrote "demon child." Yes, (laughs) because she's just, she's just so evil. Sometimes I'm just like, wow, (laughs) you're abusing your little girl status, your little, your little sister status, way too hard. 
Um, continuing yeah. with quotes. Um, I love when she's when he's suggesting going to the creepy museum, and she's like, "No, we can't go there." And he's like, "No, come on, let's like the girl in my dreams." And she goes, "So take her to the movies like a normal person." <gasps> that was okay. That is a good line. It's oh. so good because I was like, "Yeah, good for you, girl." Like it's you a already good point. know. Um, and then of course I had to write. A virgin lit the candle when she just calls him out in front of the whole, oh my God. everyone. And she keeps doing it throughout the movie. She's just like, a virgin lit the candle. It keeps looking at him. I'm like, stop talking about it. Jesus, the poor kid, this poor kid. That is one of my favorite like running jokes. Oh, yes. it It's like so inappropriate for kids under like maybe 13 years old, but highly hilarious when you're an adult. When oh, yeah. When you're an adult. So good. Um, Shishka baby. <laughs> I shouldn't find that funny, but I do. No, it's funny. <laughs> and then, of course, the come, we fly. <laughs> Every time they do that, so good. Um, oh, cheese and crust. <laughs> yes. <gasps> Which I wrote down. LOL. What are they referring? Are they referring to pizza? <laughs> they're, they're, <laughs> they're witches from 1693. <laughs> Why do they know what pizza is? Oh, that's a good. Point. There's so, so much like oh, I have. Uh, so, Ac- anachronistic there it is yes yeah. i can't say words I uh, no, you're fine we're already like an hour in so when we reach this point it's like this is where language just <laughs> goes off the deep end <laughs> uh another option is maggot museum oh <gasps> yeah i just thought that was great alliteration uh bubble bubble i'm in trouble the bus <laughs> driver oh the bus driver so okay that line and then also when they're like we're in we're we're in need of children or something like that and he goes hey that may take me a couple of tries but i don't <gasps> yes. think there'll be a problem i was like am i this isn't a kid's like, movie this is that went completely movie. over my head as a i mean of course it went over my head as a child but like it's things like that that like, i think are hallmarks of good children's movies Oh, yes. Where it's when like, it's, it's com- jokes that are for the parents, but the kids have no idea what the fuck is going on. Exactly. It goes right over the head, but like, it's still like, I can look at this. Like, I can watch this movie. I mean, I think this movie is enjoyable for any, like everybody anyway. Yes. But like, that's one of my favorite hallmarks of good kids movies. Yes, exactly. And this one writes that line really well. It really does. Um, and then the next one is when they're still talking about him being a virgin and he goes, look, I'll get it tattooed on my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this poor kid, Jesus. Um, and then I wrote, <laughs> when Danny is begging for help from her mom, and her mom mentions, like, drugs, and she says, Mom, <gasps> I haven't OD'd. Yeah. She's, like, seven. Why does she need to say she, she hasn't OD'd? She probably learned about it at the D.A.R.E. program at school. I guess, but that, <laughs> oh, my God, D.A.R.E. Oh. <laughs> so, wow, throwback 90s. Ugh, the Welcome 90s. Welcome to the 90s. Um, mm. And then, of course, you already you said this earlier before we got to this category, but thank you, Max, for that marvelous introduction. It's so good. So good. Like, and then our mm. whole, hello, Salem. My name's Winifred. What's yes. yours? Like that whole uh, sequence kills me. It's good. Uh, and then her two lines later, when they think that, when they can't find the book, and she goes, we are doomed. <laughs> I feel the icy breath of death upon my neck. I was like, yes, queen. She's so dramatic. I love her. (laughs) So dramatic. I love it. Um, This isn't a quote, but I love every time that, every time that Binks swipes his cat paw at their faces when they do something stupid. (laughs) Yeah. I love when they're like, we were just trying to help with the book. And he goes, well, don't. And he swipes at their face. Yes. His little cat paw. This is... Uh, Binks, I loved Binks. I love Binks. Binks. Is so. I thought his character in the beginning of the movie. I wrote so many things about how ridiculous the whole thing is, which we'll get to soon. Yes. But then when he becomes the cat, and the whole rest of the movie, I'm like rooting for him so hard. Um, mm-hmm. 
And then the last, I have three more quotes left. So then I have (laughs) when Max breaks into their their home again to save his sister and he goes, prepare to die again. And he (laughs) takes the break. And that I also wrote with that line. I wrote, every time I start taking this movie seriously, it fucks it up. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That's one of those movies. That's one of those moments where I was like, damn it. (laughs) Uh, And then, of course, I wrote, he's a good zombie. (laughs) (gasps) <gasps> because that was what? A, yes. Oh, and then finally, in the how many endings later after the end of this movie, when the parents say, when the dad says, and I thought L.A. was a party town. <gasps> yes. I was like, okay, is that when the parents one. are leaving the party? Yes. The they mother just... leaving the party, like, or she's like ready to keep going. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> she's so down, and he. I love that they just sneak that in there. I'm like, okay, that's yes. one of those good. Most times, movies like using that extra final scene is like totally unnecessary. This movie I thought was good because I was thinking mm-hmm. about the parents the whole ending of the movie. I was like, she's making them dance until they die. Is anybody gonna? I wanted stop more cut that? back to that. <laughs> Me too. I wanted to see the parents like on the floor, still moving yeah. their feet, but like can't do anything anymore. Like can't move. They're mm-hmm. just like their feet are just like tapping. Yeah. I wanted a big tap number. Oh, that would have been so fun. A big tap hey, number in this movie. When they make Maybe the musical. Maybe that'll be in the sequel. Or the musical. Oh, this would be a really good stage musical. We can get into that. I don't know. Yes. Um, okay, so best quote, there's so I many mean, options, obviously. Uh, <laughs> um, anything that sticks out to you that we have to go with? Honestly, I don't know if there's one that I, I love them all equally. Me too. <laughs> That's, my children. Let's agree with that. Yeah. Now, uh, this category is usually only for musicals, but I have to say it because there's obviously a great song in this movie. Best song has to go to I Put a Spell on You. It does. With a very, very honorable mention of the Come Little Children song. Come Little Children is great. It's creepy. It's creepy. It's like just subtle enough where you're Mm. like, yeah, that sounds like a witch's spell, but it's also not scary enough for little kids. I think like watching the movie, I don't think it would intimidate them. Like, Oh, why? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally we have for the last superlative, we have best all around, which Mm. I have a tie for me personally. Okay. What? Let's go with you first. Who do you think? Who's your I mean, I hate to just be like, oh, Bette Midler, but I mean, like we said, it's her movie. Yes, literally her movie. And like, even if I were to pick like a second, I don't know who I would pick next because I don't know. I just, I love so many characters in this movie so much. Mm-hmm. You I do mean, fall in love with like every character. You do. It's such a, well, besides a few things, it's such a well-constructed movie. Yeah. Um... I mean, I, in terms of like who I'm rooting for, I will definitely say I love Winifred, but going back to kind of the best dynamic duo with like Danny and Max, yeah. like I, at the end of the movie, like the way we've seen their relationship grow and what we've seen it grow into, like is really touching to me, but I'm also like an old crying man now. So that's what I do, <laughs> but I'm going to say, I'm going to say Winifred and then I'll give an honorable mention to Danny Max. Yeah, I will. I will give an honorable mention to Max because when he drank the potion. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. Mm-mm. And so I literally just wrote in all caps. What? He just drank it. Like, I was oh, so Max. shocked and so impressed. I was like, mm-hmm. wow, that is a big character development. So big. So succinctly done. I'm really mm-hmm. impressed that the movie did that. 
And yeah. and it's convincing. Like once that point comes in the movie, I genuinely believed. I was like, yeah, of course he would sacrifice himself yeah. for his sister. It's like a surprising step, but it also like looking at the movie, it's also inevitable. Yes, it makes total sense, which mm-hmm. most movies I feel like don't do that. They like jump way too far. Yes. But this nails it on the head perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I will give him an honorable mention. Like who, specifically who him, yours? that moment is great. Mine was tied. Yeah, I'm really between, curious to hear what you say. Between Binks and mm-hmm. Allison. <gasps> okay. okay. Be- because Allison, boss ass bitch. Yeah. She gets she schools this boy in class. Then he has the audacity <laughs> to give him uh, to give her his phone number and she yep. has the balls, the the ovaries to give the number <laughs> back, which I was so happy. I was like, one I thought that was like wow, intense, but also like yeah. You go. Like, if you're not interested, like, you, yeah, like, damn, cold, mm. but like, you do what you want, you know? And then when she finds her parents' party so boring, she's just like, yeah, let's go to the place that she knows so much about that museum, so much about the yes. sisters, and she's still willing to risk her life to go, <laughs> mm. which I'm like, wow, she's really trying it. Um, and then oh multiple times she saves him, multiple yes. times she saves uh, Danny, multiple times she beats the sisters at their own game like she rocks she's really great in this movie oh my god i now you're having me reconsidering (laughs) well it's her so it's her and then i also said binks because you know you see him in the beginning it's kind of ridiculous how bad he is at trying to save a sister and but then and then when they say like you're gonna have to live with the guilt of this forever i was like hardcore that is that is a good but then they turn (laughs) him into a cat which i'm like how bad is it to be a cat well, he has um, to eat the mice and stuff. When he says that in the tunnel, I'm like, that's the one thing that would turn me off from being a cat. Sure, but also I assume if he becomes a cat, he has the innate want to do that, you know? Like yeah. kind of similar to Cusco in Emperor's New Groove when he like wants, like... Uh, like probably right. Eventually you probably <laughs> like kind of, like it's ingrained into the DNA of being a cat. You yeah. kind of get used to it. You're probably right. Um, the only sad thing is about it is when his par- like when his parents don't want him. Oh, uh, when, when the he dad tries- like tries kicking him away. Yeah, which of, like, of course mm. he's an all black cat, and they just hung a bunch of witches. Of course, yeah. of course they don't want a cat, a black cat. Um, which most iconic cats in this movie? Now that cats. probably goes to Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Um, <gasps> I so okay so. This is totally Jacob's headcanon, but I want to think that Binks like somehow becomes Salem. Somehow he well, becomes like the fa- like this fabulous Salem that we have in Salem. I in have Sabrina. a note. I actually have a note on that because there's a moment. There's a couple moments in the movie where they clearly use a black cat puppet yes. for Binks, and it looks just like Salem in Sabrina. And there's a good. There's a very big, strong part of me that wants to believe it's the same stuffed cat. I mean, it's I possible. Would, I, it's totally possible. And I, I just I, hope, beyond hope, mm, that that is the same cat. <laughs> two of my favorite cats in the <laughs> in all of movies slash oh, television. Yes, yeah. They steal the show every time. Mm. Especially Salem and Sabrina. His sass is I aim to sass. be Salem. <laughs> you are Salem already. Thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> the best compliment you've ever received. Honestly, that's that's. I need to write this down as today. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, it's tied between Binks and Allison. I almost mm. lean towards Allison more than anything because I just yes, like yes. the only time that she fucks up is when she reopens the spell book. But I like, but she does it for a good reason because she's trying to right. find a way to protect herself. And yeah. that ends up helping them later. Mm-hmm. They end up using it for a good cause. 
So yeah. I give her that, that even though it's dumb that she did that, it does give them the opportunity to protect themselves. It gives yeah. her something to do, some way to protect themselves against witches. So for me, best all around, because I usually go for best all around. For me personally, I always root for the heroes of a movie more mm. than the villains. So yeah. I have to go with one of the heroes. I have to go with Allison. If I, I had watched this as a little kid, I would have been like, I want to be Allison someday. Yeah. You know what? And I I mean, I, I'm not changing my answer just because. <laughs> but <laughs> but that was so con- that was very convincing, first of all. I mean, Yay. Allison is just like she's a fabulous bitch. Yeah. Like she really. Yeah, she does she, a great job. Yeah. And then in the end, mm. supposedly, so <laughs> we'll get to this later, but there's a YA novel apparently. <gasps> yes. That is like oh, a sequel to this, which is I also about was bring that up. Max and Allison's kid. Apparently yeah. they stay also, together. So happy they stay together. I mean, how could you not after going through this together? After going through but. a traumatic experience like that, yeah. It's like, yeah. But also but the what's fact hilarious that though, Allison... I want to see the moment where she has to ask for his phone number back. <laughs> so you know that piece of paper i gave you like that could have been a post credit scene i mean not actually i would have hated that but i think that would have been funny i mean they already had that awkward moment where she was like oh repels you know witches zombies and ex-boyfriends what about new boyfriends that moment was so cringe (laughs) it was so cringe i mean but in the Um, ya novel i mean you read that supposedly allison's descended from the fourth sanderson sister (gasps) that's the storyline mm-hmm oh who was a good witch Oh, well, they do call her a white witch in the movie, which I yeah. loved. I was like, I want a sequel of her being a white witch. So that's supposed that's what happens in the YA novel. And there's speculation that that may also be the basis for the upcoming sequel. But who knows? I would love that because also know. she's still working, still gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, please bring her back. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's Allison. But you're giving it to Bette Midler. I'm going to give it to Bette Midler, but with complete, complete respect to Allison. Yay, Allison. Okay, now we can move on to our fun little categories. So we have the I have some notes category, which (laughs) this is why we color coordinate, because I will not Uh be reading these wonderful listeners 12 pages of notes. I don't torture anybody. We can save that for a personal call later. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, So do you want to you only have you said like two or three pages of notes. You want to start this first because. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I have some notes. Here we go. So <laughs> We need another theme song. I, I actually wanted to do that. Jingles. Keith was trying to convince me. I do <sighs> jingles. For anybody who doesn't know, I have jingles for many different things. <laughs> I have a, when it's winter time with my boyfriend and I, we want to hold hands, but it's too cold out. I put my hand in his pocket and I go, pocket, 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 <gasps> hand in your pocket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my theme song for that. I have a theme song for... Um, uh, when I'm really mad at somebody, I go, go fuck yourself, go fuck yourself, go fuck, go fuck, go fuck yourself, go fuck yourself. Boo. That's my theme song for I that. I love that one. I have many Wait, theme so we songs. can curse on here? Yeah, I've been cursing uh, this whole time. Sorry. But yeah, this is my I have some notes category. <laughs> oh, is that is that what our jingle is? I think so, because I do that a lot when I'm like, or yeah, when I'm like something cringeworthy. Yeah, I just I love do it. like, nah, 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 nah. so I have, I some, have notes. some notes. So I, wrote, <laughs> so I wrote 12 pages. <laughs> um, So I'll just go through some of my notes. I'm not going to read all of these because probably <laughs> some of them are not great. But uh, so, I mean, by not great, I mean, I literally don't know what they're referring to. <laughs> Um, (laughs) so I put yes soundtrack love it Um, (laughs) (laughs) also the fucking CGI holds up yeah actually it really does the cat is pretty good the cat looks good the like spell uh, oh the the, um oh the lightning the like electric bolts yeah Yeah, I was like 
you, you know, I mean, sometimes you watch CGI and you're like cringe from, mm-hmm. you know, a while ago. But I honestly, it all was like in the world of the movie. Um, yes. I yes, was surprised yes, yes. how well it held up. Yeah. Okay, so this is something Jonathan, my boyfriend, watched the he watched the first half of the movie with me, the like when I was watching it, and then he had to run off and go to work or, you know, some boring adult thing. <laughs> and he pointed out and after he said this, I couldn't not see it. And that's so uh oh my god, Emily, is that the girl's name in the first like in the Emily 1600s? Emily is the little girl. Yeah, the the, yeah. the dead girl. <laughs> I should know this. So the dead girl, um <laughs> when she actually is dead after they give her the poison and they've breathed in her life, mm-hmm. she's sitting in the chair like with her head like hanging low and the sisters are like dancing around and while they're dancing, she's sitting in the chair just like rocking her legs back and forth. Really? Yeah, in the <laughs> background. And I'm like Jonathan pointed it out and I was like <laughs> it's Jonathan always so catches funny. the most random shit in movies. I don't know how he does it, but he he will know exactly what's going to happen from the like ten seconds into a movie, and he will see every tiny thing in the background. That's incredible. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, definitely said I had a childhood crush on Max. Like, oh man, you beat me to it. Wait, I forgot that shit. You can't have a childhood crush on these people. You were a child. No, but I mean, so I have a curveball category and I totally forgot to say it. So the curve, there's a curveball category. Yes, there's a, well, this is why it's a curveball. I'm supposed to throw at you (gasps) before we talk about this. I'm the curveball. Damn it. This is why I accidentally forgot to put in my notes. So I had it off to the side Mm. and I knew I was going to forget it. And then I did. So the curveball question was supposed to be, who did you have a crush on when you were a kid? Max. Yeah. Makes total sense. I mean, yeah. And like watching it, I'm happy I had a childhood crush on Max and not Thackeray because (laughs) (laughs) like, no. (laughs) Which is a different actor and voice actor I saw in the credits. Isn't that weird? Which I thought was really weird. I was like, you couldn't just. Why was it not the same person? I mean, granted, I liked Binks's voice a lot more. Well, well, then what didn't make sense was I was like, wait, so did they dub his voice in all of the live action Thackeray? No, just the kitty cat. That's <laughs> just the kitty. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> just little kitty cat. Um, honestly, uh, maybe it's just because cats have different vocal anatomies than humans. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I can see your face exactly how you said that. Shit. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. More Let's notes, see. notes, notes, notes. I notes. have... Um, Oh, oh, okay. So Allison's house party that's going on, mm-hmm. they're trick-or-treating. They just walk into her house. I wrote that down. I was like, okay, casually breaking in. I know. They're like, oh, let's go in here. And I'm like, you're going to knock? I also love that they have to make some weird comment about rich people. I'm like, look at your own fucking house. You're probably rich too. Okay. Are you kidding okay. me? Okay. Max's room. Yes. Like he's like, the oh, I hate staircase? living in Salem. And I'm like, dude, you have like a, a tower. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm over it. Um... Max likes your yabos. In fact, he loves them. He's so wrong. Okay, so one reason I also... This is one of my notes. I think I love this uh, movie as a kid. Is back in Doylestown, Ohio, my little tiny farmer town I grew up in, we had this part of town called Rogue's Hollow, which is in the valley, because Doylestown is on a hill. Mm -hmm. And in the 1800s, the Rogue's Hollow, it's called that because that's a lot where a lot of rogues used to hang out. There are stories that like... um, Bonnie, well, I mean, I don't think Bonnie and Clyde is true, but that Jesse James like hit out there once and stuff. Ooh. It was just like there were seven saloons down there. Most of them are now houses. It's really creepy. Um, like when we were kids, like our parents were definitely like, you can't go down there after dark. And I don't think it's because it was dangerous, just because there's so many haunted stories from that area. Ooh. Like, and we would, of course, drive down there once we became high schoolers. Yeah. And there is a mill that reminds me so much, especially watching now of the Sanderson sisters' house. Like, 
it was an old mill where a man was Chittister Mill. It was called, and the man was a worker was crushed in the wheel. <gasps> oh. Um, and so it's haunted. That sounds like because the the monkey's paw. <gasps> yeah, That's yeah. The same storyline. Um, and so like I think just watching this now, I'm like their house reminded me so much of Rogue's Hollow in Chittister's Hill because like especially in the fall, it was gorgeous down there with all the leaves changing and. It was also terrifying. I have some weird stories from down there, but yeah, you have the best. I, think, I love this Ohio man. All the ghost stories. I Rogue was great. They actually have. There's a book that like the town published <gasps> of a historian that collected all of these stories from actual like residents back in the 50s and the 40s, That's and cool. they published it. And it's like a really interesting like document of like oral story test, oral storytelling. But that's so cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Also, I just remember as a kid being like, why are they talking about virginity? <laughs> yes. Yes. Why? Why? So I'm going to go into this a bit from what I read in my reading of the discourse Please, online. I love, I love that every time. So far, I've had two guests on and you guys always bring your own research. And I'm so <laughs> this is why I love this podcast, because people get committed to the movie that we're talking about. I love it. Go. So hit me. This is one of the few movies, Disney movies that actively mentions virginity <laughs> like Tuples of times. Yeah. That's not a word, but you know what I mean. Oh, I know what you mean. Um, so one thing that's very interesting, if you notice at the end of the movie, when Winnie's sucking the life force out of Max, why does it not do anything to him? Yes. Well, you can kind of see. I think what it is, is that it she was taking too long. So, also, usually yes. she used to do it with her two sisters, which would yes. probably happen faster. But also, uh, looking even back a little bit, so we see all these kids and like young adults, whatever, that are being like enticed by the song that mm-hmm. Sarah's singing. A lot of them look Max's age or older and Allison's I age or older. I have that written down as a note that I'm like, what is the age requirement for this so, spell? I thought it was puberty, but then that totally gets out of Virginity. Oh. And there's a lot of the discourse on, <laughs> I keep saying discourse, like this is like some academic knowledge, but there's a lot of like what I've been reading online and in this book that I read a bit of Hocus Pocus and Focus <laughs> is that, <laughs> which is so good. I actually will send it. It's such I, a good book. I love that title. I, I know. Um, they're saying that like in that scene, after they think they've killed the witches and like they're in bed together and Danny and the little kitty cat are in bed together. They like the person who wrote this book is arguing that whether it was an actual physical thing or at least an emotional or like some sort of maturity thing that they both lost their virginity in that moment. Who Dan, um, Allison, and Allison Max? and Max, not Danny and Binks. Ugh, no, no, no. Yeah. I was about to be like Allison wait. and Max and a part of, and another reasoning for that is, you know, the classic movie trope before a romantic scene is like, you know, like you have them bed together and then, Oh, let us do a quick cut frame to yes. blank. They do a cut frame to the witches coming out of the, the um, chimney at mm-hmm. the school. And so the argument is that in some way they lost their virginity or like their innocence in that moment. Mm-hmm. And that is the reason that they're not affected by the witch's song. And also the reason that at the end, the her like sucking on Max doesn't seem to do anything. That's not it. <laughs> you don't think so? I can totally see that. No, because the thing is, okay, <sighs> no. Um, <laughs> I'm literally scratching my head like, ugh. Um, I don't think that's it because one, from what I noticed, the song only works on people who aren't aware that the song is happening. And every time the song happens, whether it's Binks when he's a human mm-hmm. or Danny, Max, and Allison, they're aware that the song is happening. Sure. So I think that's what excludes them. 
because if you notice, mm. like the people that it always works on are the people who are don't know that the witches are even exist in existence. Okay. I do agree with the virginity thing. That actually makes total sense now. Why there are kids of all ages, um, being brought. I do think it's kind of fucked that like little kids are considered virgins. I mean, I do agree. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. uncomfortable. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I get it. Um, but there was I mean, something like, else. There yeah. was something else you said, and I'm already forgetting it because I have terrible memory. What was repeat like the last bit of what you were explaining? Um shoot from when they were coming out of the chimney you were saying oh yeah just like that movie trope of like i mean you think back to like hitchcock's north by northwest mm -hmm. where like i mean it all goes back to the Hayes code right like what you can or cannot show on film yes oh when and they cut away from the kids you mean exactly so like in north by northwest like they uh what i don't know the character's name but like i think it's roger like he pulls kate into the bed and engages her and then the camera immediately cuts to a train hurtling into a tunnel mm-hmm and so like this, the, the, like the book that I was reading also kind of then like mimicked that to them in bed and the camera cutting to the witches flying out of a chimney. Oh goodness. <laughs> no. I'm not saying that <laughs> I am totally sold on the idea. However, I was enthralled by the fact that there is a full length book written about this. Uh, yeah, I can't believe somebody even spent the time doing that. I, what I remembered, I, what I remembered I was going to say was that the reason I believe that the spell is working on him when he's just not able to do it fast enough, not able to suck his soul old enough. Sure. Soon enough is he's older than the age of the last couple of kids they tried doing this on specifically oh, Emily. And mm -hmm. so there's more lo time to suck out of him. There's more life to suck out of him because he's older. Oh, interesting. Okay. I didn't and think about it like that. I feel like it wouldn't, if he wasn't glowing, then we could say it didn't work. Then we could say maybe he'd lost his virginity somehow, but he is glowing. Mm. It did work. He was glowing. Yes. But like, I guess I wasn't taking that as the fact that it was successful because I would have thought that like she was already in the act of doing it while the sun was rising. So I'm like, would that not have like held it off a tiny bit more? No, because she has to know. completely kill him. And she used to do it with her sisters. She, which she has to. I mean, it. like, where are the rules of this? Well, you can't just like the sun can't just be up and she's just casually sucking his soul out. Like there has to be some kind of strict rule where when the sun is fully uh, arisen, <laughs> she's done. She's yeah, yeah, done okay, so. Okay. There has to there has, <laughs> there to, has to be a rule. There has to be a line drawn, Jacob. <laughs> I I mean, I'm drawing the line at the fact that like I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you have uh what other notes do you oh, have notes, other notes, than virginity? <laughs> I have some notes. Um <laughs> everyone just reacts in this movie by screaming. Yes. Oh my god, especially <laughs> the little girl. The especially little girl. Danny. I'm like, cunny. The little girl and also Sarah and Mary. Yes. Uh. They all scream. Uh, what else do I have? Oh, this movie just like was Halloween to me as a kid. It very much is. Like this movie kind of owns Halloween. I mean, it takes place on Halloween. This town is Salem yes. of all towns. It's Salem. Like, the whole town. I love, this is one of my notes that I'll get to later, but mm -hmm. like I love how snobbish and culty the town is. I know. How they just I, like all know the local folklore. I'm like, that is really cool. <laughs> it is. And like, it. that actually takes me back to another line that I didn't have written down. But when Max was like, Halloween's just created by the candy company. And everybody's like, <laughs> um, outsider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so culty. I love uh. it. Let's see what else do I have. I have Kathy and Jimmy just written all caps. Yes. I don't remember why I wrote that, but it's written there. <laughs> um, oh, I remember being absolutely briefly devastated when Binks is run over by the the bus. <gasps> yeah. Uh, oh god. 
I uh, even rewatching it, I was briefly devastated, and then he like reinflates like a, <laughs> <laughs> which is so funny, like a little like I don't know basketball or something. It's like oh, thanks, and then he's like not again. I hate it when this happens. <laughs> thanks, three hundred years of that bullshit. Oh my god, I love it. Uh, what else do I have? Um, okay, so first of all, I forgot so much about the high school section. I didn't remember any of that when they went to the high school. It's so. It's kind of a, like, I like it, but it's also kind of unnecessary. It is unnecessary. Like, I get the Hansel and Gretel, like, oh, we should burn them. But then so much is happening in the high school. And, like, when he's doing the weird announcer voice, like, on oh, the... Oh, that I wrote down. I was what like, was why that? is this a radio show all of a sudden? And then it took me until the... they I It took me until they found the record, the until they found the tape player, mm-hmm. when they realized that they were following... That was when I realized they were trying to follow the kids' voices. I didn't understand that's what they were doing. Yeah, that did. And it was more of just like he was putting on this weird voice. Like, I don't know. Like, it was weird. It was very Johnny. Weird. Yeah, ex- exactly. And he's like, like high school of hell. I was like, what? <laughs> I, I was like, okay. It was so um, extra. Also, I didn't understand yeah. though why the kiln thing didn't work. Like, why didn't burning them work? They never explain that. They just magically reappear and they're like, okay, let's go. I was like, wait, why didn't that work? I. I uh don't know yeah, <laughs> i mean they like, don't give a they don't give a reason i was like uh hello maybe we don't really need a reason i mean i, mean, I don't I think this movie has very strict laws in regards to how it <laughs> i guess i mean operate. i know that in salem when they did do the witch trials no none of the witches were burned that wasn't a thing <gasps> yes they were hanged or drowned or stoned to death yeah. um so maybe that's what they were insinuating that's was possible. because no witches during the witch trials in salem died from burning that's why mm. they couldn't be burned but it wasn't really clear so <laughs> I also have, well, I also just rewrote Kathy and Jimmy on the vacuum because I love it. Uh, <laughs> you love Kathy and Jimmy. I love her you on the vacuum. Watch, <laughs> you have to watch the, the Dr. Seuss video I was telling you about. I am going to find that and watch you, that. This is gonna, that. That is going to top this movie for you, for Kathy and Jimmy, because she controls that <sighs> She probably that actually whole, does something. Yeah. Because she runs the movie. She's okay. like the star. So you, yeah, I you'll have to. I would definitely watch that. That'll be the icon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sarah just okay. The one moment in this movie that terrified me as a child and still kind of terrorized me is when she's in the bed. She yes, when she's in the fucking bed. Yeah, like that guy. It's in all <laughs> capital letters <laughs> in my notes. Oh my god. Uh, that got me. Like that actually got me. I was writing a note down at that moment, and it still got me. Like I wasn't <laughs> even directly looking at the screen, but I saw her face like hey, and I was like yeah. ah. <laughs> Um, I don't know what this is, what moment this is referring to, but I put, I literally, I wrote that Nike product placement though. Oh, the shoes. I think when he takes the shoes off, the shoes, yes. When he takes the shoes off and it's like, yeah, very clearly, which happened. Oh no. Was it, it was uh, the moment I I remember now, the moment in particular I was referring to is when the bullies are in the cages, like the Hansel and Gretel cages and the witch's house and his like shoes are just hanging out and he takes them and then like holds the Nike logo up for the camera. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh Disney product placement. <laughs> Gotta love it. It's so gross how much product placement is in like TV and movies nowadays. Yeah. Like, ugh, I feel I'm... like we become kind of like blind to it because I watch like Hocus Pocus and there's so little of it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, and, I don't know. I didn't even realize. Funny enough, we were talking about Sex in the City. I I took a sociology class in college, and at one point we were talking about product placement, mm. and they mentioned my professor mentioned. How in Sex and the City, they had for the entire character of um, Samantha's boyfriend, the one that she finished the series with. Yeah. He's the absolute hunk for the absolute vodka. And I never noticed that gigantic product 
placement. I just thought it was good writing. Like, oh, that's good advertising. Good advertising. Absolute hunk. But that is pure. For an entire season of television, it is product placement in every episode. Because that's all that they refer to him as. I know. And when they referenced it in class, it blew my mind because I was like, oh my God, we've become so desensitized to it. I didn't even notice an entire season of television was dedicated to that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it's funny. There are some series that do it worse than others. Like, the CW is notorious for terrible product placement. They'll literally, like, a character will be putting on mascara, and all they'll do is show the tube for, like, five (laughs) seconds. Nothing, nobody's saying anything, nobody doing anything, just the tube of, of mascara for five seconds and it makes me yeah. so depressed yeah, yeah. um but case sera sera uh any more notes um the only the other only other two things i had were just i f- loved the final sequence i thought it was like very exciting and very like well constructed what point for you that's what i'm not remembering <laughs> <laughs> um i would probably you're probably referring to like the graveyard i'm assuming from that, like when yes. he cuts his mouth open definitely in that section like and then kind of i feel like it just like starts and then hurdles towards an ending mm-hmm. and then the ending gets a little muddy for me but like definitely the whole sequence in the cemetery i found like very exciting yeah definitely i mean this movie literally has like i even wrote as one of my notes when um you know the sisters are put in the kiln and the yes. kids go home. Yes. I wrote as one of my notes, like this quote unquote ending is taking a while. It really, f- I mean, I got to that and I'm like, th- I know this isn't how this movie ended, yeah. but it really felt like we were ready for like roll credits. Yeah. It literally takes like 15 minutes or something for them to finally get the sisters out of the kiln. And I was like, Jesus Christ, come on. <laughs> like, I like the touching moment where they're all together, but then it makes it sadder. It actually is kind of good. And that when Danny is so attached to Binks and then when Binks dies in the end and gets to pass on Mm. with his sister, it is really harsh to see her be so attached to this cat and then he leaves. Yeah. Which is why I'm really happy we have that moment of like sanctuary in the house because I do love that moment between Danny and Binks. And of course, I mean, Max and uh, Allison have to lose their virginity. So. (laughs) Oh God. No, (laughs) no. Uh, what else? What, any other notes? Uh, nope. I, that's pretty much everything that I'm have written down and I will have way more comments. I'm sure as we go through you. So. Yes, because here we go. I'm, I'm, I'm so ready. <laughs> okay. Wait, before, before this, I just have to know, I mean, I'm, I have a feeling, but like, this is your first time watching the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm guessing you liked it. I liked it. I really did. All right. So notes. I'm so ready. Okay. Notes. I'm so excited. Okay, I've so been my, waiting all day. My very first note that I wrote within the first second of the movie was, don't you just love witches? Yeah. Anything about witches. I'm just, I'm down. You I know? love witches. Horror movie, funny, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, anything. I'm just Ugh. like, give me witches. Give me all the witches. Um, then, I, of course, we've talked about this, but I was like, how did Bette Midler work out top billing? Like, before the title of the movie, I was like, damn. Okay, so funnily enough, do you know who that role was originally, like, written for? No, who? Cloris Leachman. Wow. Can you imagine her in that role? She would have been really scary, though. She would have been terrifying. Yeah. I love her. Bette but Midler is like it would have been a different movie entirely. Bette Midler rides that funny, scary line really well. Yes. And she can turn it on a dime. Yes, she can. Oh, so good. But, um, mm. What else? I wrote, um, <laughs> I wrote, live forever with his guilt. Hardcore. Like, that's, <laughs> that's intense. It is. Uh, this is a category I usually only reserve for musicals, but I mm-hmm. have to say it now because 
this movie has song in it, most likely to break out into song is the Sanderson sisters. Oh yeah. You, I saw that in your categories. I'm like, obviously it's like it, definitely Bette Midler, but also the fact that the other two sisters do a mean backup harmony. I'm yes. Such a good backup harmony. Yeah. Harmony. Be like, um, Hey Kathy, uh, Sarah, can you guys record some backing vocals for our theme song? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> oh my God. Oh God. Someday, someday I'll have celebrity guests on this show. They'll talk about their own movies. It'll be cool. Oh, can you imagine? Um, I would die. Okay. Sanderson also great name. It is. Great name. Also, so Kenny, uh, I've mentioned Kenny Ortega this 10 million times. Um, Probably, yeah. I love the teacher who's talking about the folklore. I'm like, oh, <gasps> yeah. that's like the early Mrs. Darbus from the High School <gasps> Musical series. Oh my God. Yeah. That's who's, in, yeah, totally inspired by by her. Also, uh, just a side note about Mrs. Darbus. Like, I was just telling this to one of the SU students the other day. Like, as a teacher, that's who I aspire to be. Yes. Oh my God. Everybody you know? needs a Mrs. Darbus. I know. Um, the I, love, <laughs> I love the teacher in this movie, though. Like, she has just the right amount of sass for who she needs to be. Although she, oh, this is one of my later notes. I'll get to that later. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wrote when the one cemetery kid yells halt. I was like, what the fuck is this movie? <laughs> I'm so confused. Um, remember when sucked was a bad word? Yes. Remember when that was the we worst language you could word. say in front of that? That was me. I, I had that with my parents. I wasn't yeah. allowed to use the word sucked. Um, and which is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I read a lot of, there are a lot of cliches in this movie. And one of them that cracked me up was mm -hmm. the, I can't believe you made me move here. Cliche. <gasps> oh, I know. He's so <sighs> angsty. And he like hits his head into his own door. I'm like, that, okay. That moment I died laughing. I'm like, dude, like, I was like, like somebody cue bet on, what ben this on movie? It from high school musical too. I was yeah. like, this but boy like, needs to break that, out into song. What was that shot? Like trying to portray, you know, I don't know. I like, wrote a little later when he was mad about going trick or treating. I wrote mope, 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 mope. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I was like, stop being such a little. Uh, <laughs> also. Okay. I mean, yes, but also like, look at his room. I'm like, I'm sorry, kid, but you have it good. Like I, I would mean, have killed to have that room as a kid. I did point out that that town does kind of suck. Like they are really cruel to him very quickly. Um, which is shitty. Are they cruel? I mean, I, I guess the, the mean the bullies, I think, see, I think ganging up on him, the entire class ganging up on him in class is a little much. And, he was, and he the was bullies being mean about their holiday. Yeah, but it's just Halloween. Like, everybody take a fucking chill pill. How like, dare you? <laughs> I've, I haven't been a fan of Halloween until, like, a couple of years ago. I mean, I've... Okay, so, like, growing up, we didn't do much for Halloween. Like, we would go trick-or-treating. Mm -hmm. But, like, we didn't, like, decorate or anything. Yeah, But, same. like, I love Halloween. I mean, I don't decorate now. I still have my Christmas tree up from last Christmas. But, I mean, like... What? I, <laughs> I, it's, it's a, okay. So it's a tiny, like three foot tall tree. I use it as like a, basically a lamp. I just took the ornaments off. It's like my generic holiday tree for the year. <laughs> anyway, my point is I love Halloween. Like, oh I don't remember where I was going with that. I got distracted. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I also wrote, uh, the girl of my dreams cliche. He's like, that's yes. the girl of my dreams. Like I need to have this one night. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Do you ever go on TV tropes? No. What is that? The website TV tropes.org. No, I've never heard of it. Okay, so it's a website where they just have a bunch of tropes and like you can look up any movie, video game, stage show, whatever. And like it tells you all of the tropes like from the show. Wow. You would love this site. Like, that sounds amazing. And that's that's one of the ones that was on there for this. Like, oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a random shout out, but mm -hmm. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I love recommending podcasts to people who listen to podcasts. 
And if you like this movie and you like true crime, which is a lot of what Jacob and I love and are yes. referencing, there's um, an episode of a podcast I like that was done recently. So the podcast is called Ologies, uh, hosted by mm-hmm. Allie Ward. And it's a different ologist every episode that she talks to about a different specialty. And she did an episode recently, only a few episodes ago, about anthropodermic biocodicology, which means human leather books. And the reason I'm referencing it is because in this movie, there is a human leather book. The spell book (laughs) is made of human leather skin. Um, So if you want to listen to an episode that actually talks about that, I did not because I know I would throw up listening to that episode. But if you are so inclined... (laughs) Go and listen to it. There are other episodes that aren't as scary. So, yeah. It's a great check it podcast. Out. Check out Ologies. Oh, you listen to it too? Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, she's great. I love uh, all of her, just everything. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wrote, the cat talks. Cool. <gasps> talk. <laughs> That's one of my notes. Also, I wrote their walk, the three sisters together. The, oh, that actually the is kind of like creepy. sideways walk thing? Yeah, yeah. it's kind of creepy. I'm like, ooh, okay, I do not want that coming. And then I wrote... All caps. Ew, eating spider. Ew. I love that moment. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to throw up. Um, what else did I write? Uh, I, I find the zombie guy genuinely scary, which we've kind of mm-hmm. talked about. Uh, Gary Marshall with three X com- with three Marshall. question marks. <laughs> uh, I wrote multiple times, stop talking about him being a virgin. Stop talking <laughs> about it. It is, it is weird. So weird. Just so uncomfortable. Um, I kind of love the message of cherishing your siblings. It's a good message. Yeah. It's funny that like I look at it now and I think to myself, I'm like, it's interesting how we're still doing the sibling thing, but now we're changing it to like same sex siblings Hmm. because I think, you know, I will look back at these movies and I'm like, there are some weird moments between brothers and sisters, which I do think is a complicated relationship. That's hard to explain, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And, but then we have things like frozen where it's two sisters and it's like, I like that Disney when Disney brings in, doesn't focus on relationships and focus like romantic relationships and focuses yes. on family. I love those. I love those movies. I love those TV shows. Like, I just think it's great. So I really mm-hmm. like that storyline. Um, I'd already mentioned, I want a family cat that's passed down through time. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm sad. I don't yeah, have Where do we get one of those? Yeah. I'm so confused why she turned into a statue. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was weird. Right. Yeah. Like, and also the statue <laughs> looked bad. <laughs> Well, I thought it looks terrible. And then also I thought to myself, I was like, I thought she was going to turn into like the ground. Like I thought she would turn to dust touching the Mm. ground. I didn't understand why they say that you can't be on hollowed ground. But yet she was there standing for at least like 30 seconds before anything happened. I wanted like an instantaneous thing. I wanted like a Mother Gothel situation where she falls off the broom onto the ground and she just poof into dust. I wanted that. Well, I mean, like the other sisters exploded with like, Lasery glee. Yeah, exactly. So I was bummed. <laughs> I was then, like, I wanted something I as cool as that. I didn't understand the statue. I was like, kind of like, maybe they're using that for the sequel. Like that's how she's gonna come back. Maybe is she'll. But be. then the statue exploded. Oh, did it? Yeah, didn't it? No, it def it definitely didn't. I would have remembered. Yeah, that. it did. It exploded. I didn't remember that. I didn't I'm, even see that happen. I'm a hundred percent positive on that. Okay, well, the, the world, whoever is listening to this is going to hold you to that. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the fun thing about the show is I, we could mess up and then I have to correct it on the next okay, episode. No, here, we, here we go. No, no, no. No corrections necessary. Thank you, Wikipedia. Wikipedia says the sun starts to rise just as Winifred is about to finish draining Max's life force. And due to standing on hollowed ground in the cemetery, she turns into stone. Okay. Oh, oh. As the sun finishes. Ri- uh, oh, yeah. It dis- disintegrates into dust along with Winifred's stone body. They oh. all disintegrate. Aw. Then what was the point? 
There was no point. They probably, I bet it was in an earlier script version and they That's built possible. that piece and then <laughs> they like decided. already had this like toothy statue and they're like, what do we do with this? Yeah, which I looked up the budget. The budget for the movie was like $28 million. It was a solid Which budget. I'm like, that must have just paid for Bette Midler's contract. <laughs> Honestly. Because <laughs> where else was the money for that? And um, like it, like they made good money on this. Yeah, it ended up racking in, I think, just over $43 million across the yeah. world. Which at least they made back their investment. That's true. Um, I also wrote the very, the ending of the movie. I just wrote like, wow, this is wholesome, but depressing as fuck. Yeah. It's just really sad. Um, and then I, again, I wrote, stop talking about his virginity. <laughs> and then I wrote the singing at the end. The, um, the, the row, row, row your bone. What the fuck I was, was like, that? what the fuck was that? Yeah. It made no sense. Um, yeah, those are my notes. And now we move on to spicy hot takes, which I think I I think I forgot to say this in the first episode. The reason I call it spicy hot takes is I have a spicy hat that is like (laughs) uh, like a burnt orange that my first guest, Caleb James Krotelsky, is my his favorite hat of mine. (laughs) And it's one of my favorite hats, too. And so, you know, mixing it up. And so that's where spicy comes from. So these are hot takes that maybe nobody else will agree with, but you know, I'm going to say them anyway, because it's my podcast. <laughs> uh, what are your wanna, hot takes? Do you no, want to go first? You do you have any? I'm like, I have a, I have a couple. Nothing, I hate to say it. Nothing too spicy. Oh, like, okay. I'll be brave and say my truth a little later, but like, okay. I'm very curious to hear yours. Yeah. So mine, so I have a few crucible jokes to start off because <gasps> of course I do. Yes. Okay, good. So, I've been waiting. <laughs> the very beginning of the, mu- the movie with the two guys, Elijah and and Thackeray, is mm-hmm. the community theater version of The Crucible. <laughs> <laughs> then I have, um, when the sisters are introduced into the movie, I'm like, oh, Macbeth meets The Crucible. Uh, and then I wrote, The Crucible would be a lot more interesting if it was Hocus Pocus. <gasps> I agree. I mean, I love The Crucible. I mean, I think I like The Crucible. I haven't but seen I would a good production that. of it yet. I've only, okay, so I saw the production with Saoirse Ronan. I saw that. I didn't really like it. I, oh, you did see that production? Yeah, I watched it. I didn't see it live. I saw it at the library. Okay. I was a fan of it, but that was also my first introduction to The Crucible. I'd never read it or anything. I didn't understand. I didn't understand the... It seemed like his wife had a learning disability. Oh, I didn't get that. I totally... That's all I could pay attention to the whole, the whole show was I was like, is she on the spectrum? Like, I'm okay with that. But make it a little bit clearer. Oh, yeah. I totally didn't read that at all. Yeah. I just didn't understand why she seemed so out of it sometimes, Mm. like out of the story. Um, And then also I didn't like that they actually tied like magic into it. Like they did actual like black magic on stage. I was like, no, the point is that these are dumbass girls. See, the only reason I enjoyed that, I I do, I agree with you to an extent. The only reason I enjoyed that is because I think it gave us a glimpse into what the rest of the town saw. I guess, but make that clearer that that's that the town thought they were seeing that instead of it looking very real and the audience then believing it. Right. Like I want it. I want it to be clear in that show that there is no reason for any of those people to be killed. Uh, Yeah, that's true. And it was not clear, um, which is the whole point of the crucible is there's no point (laughs) to any of what happens happening. And it's tragic. Um, What else did I write? Um, Spicy hot takes. Yes. Spicy hot takes. Uh, I wrote, they turned him into a cat. What kind of punishment is that? I know. Like, I was like, what? There's so many, he could have been a toad. He could have been like, there's so many worse things to turn into than a cat. Um, the teacher. Oh, this is what I was going to say earlier. The teacher definitely would have been fired for assaulting a minor with that thing. She threw oh my the God. I'm like, really? You think I'm joking. It's a spicy hot take. Oh my God. It's not okay. serious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know when to take you seriously. Sometimes I was like, wait, like really? Like really? 
We're just shitting around. Um, I wrote, why shit on California? California is full of real horror cults. I was like, at this point, California has had, had so many cults, so many death cults. Like, California knows what the <laughs> fuck is up. And these fake-ass witch people are like, oh, my God, our town is so spooky. And he's I like, love that. It's like, he's from L.A. Like, how many people have died in L.A.? Are you kidding me? Like, Way more than Salem. Yeah, I mean, exactly. maybe. Yeah. Well, probably. I mean, definitely, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is random. This isn't really a hot take. It's just, like, I like it. Like, I'm s- I love seeing acne on a child star. Hmm. It frustrates the fuck out of me watching so many things nowadays where you don't see people's acne. And I'm like, can we please have some acne representation uh, for kids like me who have suffered from it for like Honestly. over 10 years? I just want to feel like somebody like looks like me. And like, yes, yeah. these actors are gorgeous, but like you can be a gorgeous a- like kid actor and still have acne. And True. I'm just like, what happened to those kids? You know, like mm-hmm. represent. Um, <laughs> when he's like rolling in bed, like Allison, oh, Allison, I wrote, are we about to watch him jerk off? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> this movie already had gone so far in so many other ways. I was like, and I mean, funny enough, they hadn't even talked about virginity yet. So the fact that my <laughs> mind was already there, I was like, hmm. Um, I, that was, that is a very uncomfortable scene. It's very, very uncomfortable between him yeah. and his sister. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. Um, these burner kids who are standing outside that house <laughs> stealing candy. I wrote, what yeah. the fuck is happening with these kids? They would not be allowed to do this now. Like, there's too many no. parents. I mean, clearly that town trusts their kids way too much to do that alone. Or trust the town too much to let them go that do trick-or-treating alone. Because definitely a kid would have died that night with or I without mean, like, the sisters. Somebody would have died. Even when I was a kid, we went trick-or-treating by ourselves. What? Yeah. You... See, I grew up in Miami. You can't you do a, shit like you that You grew up in Miami. Miami. I grew up in a little town that... I mean, it it's happened more in little than towns than anything else. That's true. But still, my parents thought that, oh, maybe my parents were ready. They were like, just take him. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I hope your parents <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> hey, Mom. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they're just, like, so shitty. Like, I, they would not, one, they wouldn't be able to get away with that nowadays. I feel like they would get in so much trouble for trying to steal candy. But also, like, fuck off. Jesus Christ, you're horrible people. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I... So the thing I wrote most when writing my notes was, in all caps, fucking idiots. <laughs> because it's between the kids and then between the town. Like, the fact that the town kept all of the witches' shit. They're so afraid of the witches coming back that they tell mm-hmm. this tall tale every year. Yeah. And they're so afraid of it. But they kept all of their magic shit? Like, how <laughs> stupid can you be? Just throw we away have, the friggin' candle. No, we have to preserve history. However, put it behind glass, people. It's just so The book was behind glass. Why wasn't the candle? I don't know. If the candle was like what was supposed to bring them back. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, God. I don't know. Um, I also wrote, as much as I love Allison, I also wrote, why would Allison agree to go if she gave him back his number? Like, if she made it clear she's not interested, Mm. why would she go with them in the first place? Like, I know she's bored at her party, but go out with your cool friends. Like, you're a popular pretty girl. You have cooler friends than the new kid. Than the new kid. He was with his sister. Maybe she felt a little bad for him. And as yes. everybody knows, pity leads to love. Oh, yes. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Who's that a quote from? Is that pity a quote? leads to love. Oh, I think it's passion. Sondheim. <laughs> <laughs> for all you Sondheim listeners, thanks there for tuning is. in. <laughs> um, I also wrote, because the book, you know, they say that it's given to her by the devil. And I wrote, given to her by the devil? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, by Gary Marshall. It's like that's. <laughs> I thought that was actually kind of impressive. I was like, he that the devil. Um, I yeah, I do like that little side <laughs> note. I like that detail. Um, and then I wrote, okay, 
my parents are always teasing me about listening to true crime podcasts. Like yeah. always, they're always like, oh, Lauren likes murder podcasts. That's what they call it. <laughs> and so, so Allison at one point, you know, they're talking about the candle is made from fact, fat of a hanged man. And Allison <laughs> gives this weird little chuckle. And I wrote casual laugh after fat of hanged man. And my parents wonder why I listen to true crime podcasts. Like <laughs> we grew up on this shit. Like I didn't watch this movie when I was a kid, but I'm like, I know other people did. And now we all listen to true crime. And I'm like, of course I listen to murder podcasts. Yeah. They're talking about people. They have a hanging scene in this kid's movie. When we were kids, I feel like there's so much little stuff like that that just turned us all on to the, just like the morbid. Yes, exactly. hundred percent. Um, so I wrote this. So there are so many things in this movie that are totally conditional that like, if that hadn't have happened, then the whole movie wouldn't have happened. Yeah. So I wrote, so if he hadn't lit the candle on any other night, nothing would have happened. Yeah, they just s- Halloween. Yeah, they say Halloween and it has to be a full moon. So I was like... So how many Halloweens does that happen on? Probably, like, that's probably a very rare occurrence. That's something I wrote was I was like, how has this not happened sooner? Like, how but, have like, they not Actually, because it's been sooner? what? Like, okay, I looked it up. On average, a full moon on Halloween only happens about every 19 years. Okay, so 300 years divided by 19. Oh my God, including 2020. That only makes all the sense. (laughs) Uh, I'm doing the math now. 300 divided by 19. So that would have been about 15 to 16 Halloweens. Like, so there are 15 or 16 times it could have happened. And you're really trying to tell me that no other dipshit kid tried. But I mean, also the other thing too, is the museum was operating and now it's not just sitting abandoned. Yeah. I but guess, that's only when the museum was operating. I'm sure the museum wasn't operating in like the late 1800s. Well, and I guess it would have been easier back then. But that's the thing. It would have been easier to break in. Yeah. And all and the stuff the was still thing. sitting there. Like what happened to this house between the like during the entirety of this, like the 18th and 19th century? That's what makes no sense that it's still standing in perfect condition. I'm like, perfect you know, some condition. dumbass kid would have stolen that shit. Or even like a normal townsperson would have stolen their stuff. Yeah. There's no reason it should all still be gathered there. Anyway. No, that's that's true. Um... I also wrote, I, again, I love Binks, but I wrote, well, the cat failed at his one job. He was trying. For 300 <laughs> years. Well, he one did job. great for you 300 years. One job to do. Um, and then what I just said, how did it take 300 years for a dipshit to light the candle? I mean, yes, 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 <laughs> 300 yes. 300 years. Are you kidding me? Um, <laughs> I wrote, why didn't the fire work? That confused me. Um, I wrote, so you know how the, the dumbass cemetery kids are talking about, you know, uh, standing under windows at 3am with, to watch babes get undressed. That's <laughs> yeah. how they phrase it. Babes undressed. And I wrote, yeah. everyone in this movie is a pervert. Yeah. Just like, they just, are. Everybody's a pervert. <laughs> um, also another conditional thing. If they had just kept the book shut, the sister, the witches would have died. <gasps> okay. <laughs> uh, th- that, yeah. Yes. Like, literally, all they had to do was just but, keep it shut, and it would have been but fine. But then Binks wouldn't have been reunited with his sister. Yeah, well, actually, that's the funny thing, is when the movie ended, I was like, wait, so he should have let some other kid do this all along. Well, it's funny, because, like, the whole movie, they're like, oh, way to go, Max. But at the end of the movie, Binks actually thanks him. He's like, thank you. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like, you did he, this. <laughs> which, good, yeah, he should, actually. Yeah. It, if, like, if Max hadn't have done it in the first place, we'd still have the cat. He'd still be stuck. Which He'd still be a little cute little kitty cat. Sucks. Um, I wrote, <laughs> the flying looks fit, so fake, LOL. <laughs> no it, offense <laughs> to the flying. <laughs> but like, wow, it's so I mean, awkward. Eh, yeah, I guess that's That is true. like the one thing in the movie that has aged 
poorly that I think could be really improved upon in a remake. I didn't think it was that bad. It's way too slow. I'm just like, are you kidding me? Okay, okay, I'll give you that. Takes them like 10 seconds to get off the fucking ground. Well, I mean, like, those aren't their brooms, though. They they are originally. The first time they use them before they get stolen. Yeah, but then they get stolen and then it's slower. I'm just saying, the first time it's still pretty slow. (laughs) It's a Hoover. (laughs) (laughs) Also, how does she get the Hoover to make, like, to go without electricity? And they're magic. I know, but I'm just... I love the vacuum. Now you're, being, now you're being too picky. I'm usually the picky oh, one. Oh, please. You get, you have no room to talk. <laughs> I know. Because I still have more notes. <laughs> I wrote um, the Come Little Children sequence when she's bringing <gasps> yeah. like, all the kids is an 80s music video. <laughs> <gasps> oh, I need to rewatch that now. Because it like it literally does a slow fade in between each cut. And she just goes from one point of the screen to the other side of the screen. And then they show what? the kids just walking through the crowd. And it looks like the Thriller music video. <laughs> Oh my god, I okay, as soon as we're off of this, I'm gonna go rewatch that with that in mind. Yes, please. Oh my god. And then the last thing, um, I go, how are they able to make a sequel? Like all of them die. Yes, I see the book at the end blinks. Yeah, but I mean what is that? Uh I what mean, does that yes. mean? Exactly. I was like, wait, how are they gonna make a sequel? They all died. Like they literally died. There's no other spell to save them. Yeah. Like I don't but whatever. But those are my spicy hot takes. And now we finally have come to our last category which is the ironic question of the podcast, (laughs) which is, should this be remade? And now we've already mentioned there is a YA novel called Mm -hmm. Hocus Pocus and and the all-new sequel, which is a terrible title, but that's what it's called. And there is also already... Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's called Hocus Pocus and the all-new sequel is a YA novel. And then it's already been announced uh, that a sequel is going to happen. Uh, it was announced this year. There is no one officially cast yet. Um, Adam Shankman, who directed Hairspray, is on the project. Yes. Which I'm really excited for because yes. Hairspray was amazing. Also, there is a writer attached to it, but I didn't recognize her work. Yeah, so I don't I'm know what else sure. she's done. Yeah, I didn't I didn't recognize the two titles listed in the 17 article <laughs> I read about this. <laughs> Throwback to 17. Um, oh my gosh, so long ago. But yeah. Um, oh, I forgot to mention. Oh, I'm so sorry. In my notes, I also have... I, th- I think I'm, this is a new category I'm going to be adding because I did this with Mary Poppins too. Mm. A bring back category of things from the movie that I'm like, I wish <gasps> we would bring back. Yeah. So like, virgin talk. Bring back Halloween costumes. Oh my God, virgin talk. <laughs> no. Okay, no. you know what I need to have happen? I need Binks to come back and be like, hey, this had to have happened in the novel, but I need like Binks to come back and be like talking to the kid of Allison um, <laughs> and then back to be like, guess your dad's not a virgin no more. Oh, that would be a really good joke, though. It's oh, disgusting, but disgusting, funny. but funny, but true. Um, so bring back old Halloween costumes. Yes. So good. Bring back cloaks and bring back flying witches. I miss <gasps> yeah. oh, so many horror movies now are witches that are like really scary, but like don't fly. I like flying witches. I agree. Bring back Hoover's. Bring back. Um, <laughs> 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 um I I do agree. Okay, so uh, one quick sidebar. Yeah. Just speaking of old Halloween costumes, I loved seeing what some of the costumes were at the co- at the parents' Halloween party. Oh yes, some of them were like majorly racially insensitive. <gasps> but wait, I didn't notice that. Oh shit! Oh, there's like some Native American and some like um, weird Asian stereotype stuff that did not age well at all. Well, classic Disney. <laughs> classic Disney. However, there was like uh, some like someone who was dressed as Mrs. Potts, which I thought was adorable. Aww. Of course. And then the one lady who's dressed like Annie Oakley, I I think. Okay. I don't know, but I loved her. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, so should I this agree. be remade? So there's a YA novel. There is the sequel that is upcoming. 
Uh, and then we also uh, mentioned earlier the idea of a musicale. I mean, or something. Please, please don't remake this. I don't want that. Yeah, I'm okay with. I I mean, I could actually see this with new technology in maybe like another mm. 20 years. I could see this with a brand new cast. Who? In 20 years, who knows? Who's going to uh, be popular by then? I mean, maybe like. You know what? Okay. And I'll Emma give Stone you right would this. be fi- kind of funny, I think, as Sarah. Okay, okay, I'll give you that. Uh, <laughs> this is not going to happen, but Christine Ebersole would be an amazing Winifred. She see if we they make a musical version if they make the musical on Broadway okay, she would be, she I've, would she would win the Tony. Oh, of course she would. Also, Christina Abrasol can just do everything. I love her. Yeah, she can. Oh my god, I love her. Um, <laughs> but in regards to I don't want this remade. At least not now. I mean, you say twenty years. I mean, yeah. If there's still a such thing as movies in twenty years, sure. Oh my god, don't jeez, dark. <laughs> I, what well, does I'm that not, mean? No, no, no. I'm not talking about the COVID thing. I'm just talking about like who knows? Maybe we'll just like not. I don't know what is. Maybe well, we'll Quibi just, have, like, just went under, AI so I know that fifteen-minute television shows aren't going to be a thing anymore. Yeah, thank God. Now we can like actually pay our writers and not get around like the time limit is a way not to pay people. Yes. Um, yes. But I, I'm very excited about the idea of a sequel, especially because like all of the stars are attached to it. Well, they haven't signed on though officially. No, no, no. They've all agreed to do it. They've said that they would be interested with the right people. Oh, from what I heard, that they were all like. Like, yes, we want to do this. They've said that they like the idea, but they want it to be with the right people is oh, how they don't, oh. I think all of them phrased it. Okay. Well, maybe I didn't read that closely. I, I mean, that article, that. the article I read came out eight days ago. So hopefully that's the most updated version. Yeah. I mean, that sounds about right. They're doing like some sort of like live stream event on Halloween. Yes. Yeah. Bette Miller. It's for, apparently she does this every year. She does mm-hmm. uh, some kind of concert or something. I This yeah. episode is probably coming out after Halloween. So you missed um, it, kids. Yeah, I hope you all enjoy this spooky episode after the fact. Keep Halloween Everybody going year round. Halloween, Halloween, exactly. Yeah, and we didn't even really get to celebrate Halloween this year. I was supposed to go to a uh, masquerade charity event tomorrow. It got canceled. Oh, oh, it did. I was wondering. Yeah, the weather. Yeah. The weather in New York City is just fucking my For plans. Halloween. Okay, <laughs> the apartment that I live in. There are no fucking children in this apartment. Like I've seen <laughs> nobody. I really see any neighbors. I don't even know who lives on my floor except one last Halloween. The apartment next to me had a, <laughs> had like a paper on the door that said no trick or treating. And I'm like, there who lives here? That's trick or treating. <laughs> my parents, <laughs> anyway. my parents in the suburbs have not had trick or treaters in like almost 10 years. Like, I, yeah, it's I don't been know. a long time. My parents, even, I think starting last year, they didn't even put the light on anymore. Yeah. Because they would get a whole no bag of candy it. and only one kid would come. So they just uh, stopped participating because they're like, like only kid, one kid is here bag. in the neighborhood. Yeah. It's yeah. like, why spend the $5 on the candy bag when you only have That's one true. kid? Don't give That's them, sad. don't give that poor kid cavities and give them the whole bag. <laughs> Their parents <laughs> will hate you. The sugar rush, the sugar rush alone. But yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. I like this movie so much. Even though this is the first time watching it, I mm-hmm. liked it so much. I'm saddened by the idea of them even doing a sequel. Um, I, I'm just a little like, it's been so many years. Just let it go. I, I mean, mean, this is I why I created that. this podcast to please don't remake this. I hate this idea that Disney now, it's like their formula. They wait like 20, 30 years and then yeah. they're like, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to try to make money. We're not going to do a good job. We're just going to make money. Yes. And redo a movie that everybody loves. So, like, all these live-action remakes that have been terrible. Oh, my gosh. Um, They just keep doing this. And I'm so disappointed. 
because it's not even just them now. Like now they're expanding the Jurassic World series and they're doing this to, they're uh, trying to expand the Harry Potter series that failed miserably. Um, it's just all these things that I'm so disappointed. I'm like, please stop. Just like leave it alone. Pay. It's like what the yeah. same theme song says. Pay for new friggin' art. Like, just you know leave what? It alone. I I agree with you there. And I feel like the thing with sequels for me is like it's no skin off my back if there's a sequel and I don't see it. You know what I mean? Exactly. However, I feel like this like back in 2014 2014, I think, is when I saw online that, like, there were some talks that, like, they were developing something. Um, mm-hmm. Or maybe it was later than that. I don't remember. But, I mean, like, that might I have been like when the YA novel came out. Maybe. I feel like I would have, like, appreciated it more then just because Disney hadn't already gotten in this, you know, this, like, pattern of, like, oh, like, let's take all of our old Yeah, they uh, hadn't done a million things, whatever. remakes yeah. at this point. Right. Yeah. But, like, the sequel, I would watch just... Uh, but I don't know. The thing I love about this movie, looking back to, is it's always these little, like, you know, like little engine that could movies that are like tiny budget, really. Mm-hmm. And like, but it ends up being so well made. And like the camp factor is just amazing. Yeah. And like everything just works together. And you have all these people, like these stars in this movie that were, I mean, some of them were pretty big names, but some of them weren't yet. And like everything just kind of works together. And how do you like do that again with yes. the same like film. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the thing. Cause uh, once you do it the second time around, everybody's already in on the joke. Yeah. And people come in with like, they know what they want to see and you're going to let people down. Yes, exactly. And those kids, I mean, we talked about how iconic the cast is mm-hmm. and the kids are just as iconic in this movie. Oh, I mean, yeah. they're oh, like yeah. the epitome of Disney child actors who really carry the movie very successfully. They do. Um, which Disney was like genius at in the 90s in terms of casting kids. In, yeah. They're still good at it, but like, mm-hmm. oh my God, the 90s. Like these kids still, if we see them in a movie nowadays, we're like, oh my God, that's the Disney kid. Yeah, like, exactly. Iconic. Um, and the idea that they're going to get new kids for this movie, I'm like, how am I going to care about like new kids? I don't I know. I mean, on, I and that's why I'm kind of I think I would be hyped about the idea of like going along with the novel where like we're seeing grown up like Max and Allison. Yes. Yeah. But only if it's the same actors. Like it's, I would be super psyched about that. I kind of like the idea of like so obviously I just did Mary Poppins so I ha- watched Mary Poppins Returns and I mm-hmm. like the Mary Poppins Returns was still about the kids. Yeah. Was still about Jane and Michael. Yeah. So I like the idea if they rehired. Um, like if they focused it maybe on Danny. Yeah. And like I would be hundred percent for that. Yeah. And it would be interesting because like they were trying to get her the whole movie to be the kid that they sucked the soul from. Mm-hmm. And it'd be really cool to see them like try to do that and then bring in the virginity joke, make her have a <laughs> husband with kids and she's not a virgin anymore. So then they try yeah. to take one of her kids and it's like revenge, which is the poster. It, it says something about revenge. Oh, it's revenge so- of the like elder witch or something. Well, no, it says, um, oh shoot, I'm looking up, I'm looking it up right now to make sure that I have it right. It says something about like revenge has never been so sweet for the, um, the for remake? the for the sequel. The revenge sequel is a witch. That's what it says. Oh, okay, there's gotcha. a, yeah, there's a sequel poster already. Um, oh, yeah, I'm trying to think if that's the one that I saw. And 
I would love the idea that they go after Danny and then the virginity bring back virginity. Uh, that has to become like another running joke. Like, it, has, it has to. It has to because it's too much in the first movie to like not reference it all. <laughs> like maybe like show a scene where they cover the kids' ears, you know, when they say the word virgin. Oh my gosh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the kid's like, I don't know what virgin means. And it's like, you can move on. But I like the <laughs> idea that they try to go after Danny holding that revenge in their heart and then that doesn't work so they take one of her kids like that would yeah, be cool that would be cool that um be cool. also though the poster looks like it takes place in like new york city or something it looks like um, a city backdrop is this the i don't know if i saw this poster I, th- I saw a poster it wasn't this one yeah it looks like a city backdrop which i'm like what like oh. uh i why why please don't <gasps> oh, do that like no, i like the I small town aspect of it i don't in a big city like it's gonna be then it's gonna turn into like enchanted yeah, please don't do that. Yeah, and hey, I'm like, Disney. Enchanted already did it so well. Just stop. <laughs> Just Which, Enchanted, by the way, so Adam Shankman can't work on this movie until apparently they're making Enchanted 2, Disenchanted. Ugh. They're remaking that one. Um, well, they're, they're sequeling it, which I'm like, oh my God, and I'm screaming. I would be totally down for Disenchanted if it's just like a film of the musical Disenchanted. Well, I, what I would like about Disenchanted, if it's only Idina Menzel and, um, oh, what's the actor's name? The guy she ends up with, the prince. In. Da, 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 Truvov's kiss. Him. Um, oh, God. Robert Marsden. Robert. Is it Robert Marsden? Marsden is definitely the Marsden. last name. Yeah, I don't. In, uh, I am not going to admit to not seeing Enchanted, but. Wait, you never saw Enchanted? Well, I did when it came out, but that was what? Like 10 years ago? <laughs> you did not like it, I guess. No, I didn't hate it. I liked it. I loved the idea. I liked the movie, but I just never watched it. Oh, wow. That's already on my list of like I mean, movies I love to Amy cover because I love that. Um, back when Patrick Dempsey was like the heartthrob. Yeah. What happened to him? Huh. Age and Hollywood is not kind. Um, but yeah, so uh, I guess the conclusion to our remake idea is just don't fuck it up, please. Though, my question for you, like... There's been talk I've been seeing like on, you know, my message boards and such for like years now, like, oh my God, Hocus Pocus should be a musical. And there was like rumblings of it at one point. I doubt it was anything serious. Do you think that would work? I'm down for it. Really? Okay. Yeah, actually I, because I think there's so many potential songs for almost every character. That is true. The I feel cat, like some good, there's like some good song posts in the show. The like, cat angle would be complicated. <gasps> yeah. I, I feel like they would have to change either the animal, like to a dog, Ugh. change him Wait, to a dog, a dog, and then have a trained dog and a voiceover. Yeah, a trained cat. Yeah, but cats, I don't know. Have there been cats on Broadway? I feel like dogs are more reliable. Uh, I'm going to say yes, but now that you say that, I cannot think of a single appearance of a cat on a Broadway show. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can control <laughs> it in, like, a film or movie. Um, oh, my God. In, like, a movie or a TV set, but I feel like a Broadway stage is too big for a cat. Oh Oh my god, I just was like, wait, what if we just have one of the cats from Cats? <laughs> Be- no, no. <laughs> I did think that when I said, has there ever been cats on Broadway? I know, I that's like, what I, I just thought. I walked right too. into that. You did. <laughs> anyway, we're not going to go there. If Caleb was here, he would he would be doing the whole overture right now. <laughs> does he like cats? Yeah, of course he does. And I'm going to have to text him later. Him and Sophia. Shout out. Uh, <laughs> I hope they're listening. <laughs> Zof, why? <laughs> <laughs> um... But uh, yeah, I think it. I think it would be cool, especially like with some of the like more recent shows that came out based on movies. Like if they were able to like really take it and make it into its own thing. Yeah, if they did Beetlejuice but better songs. <gasps> That's exactly I, what I was thinking. Because yeah. Beetlejuice now has kind of like revolutionized the idea of 
horror movies as yeah. or like funny campy horror movies as yeah. Broadway musicals. Like you can definitely do it, especially if Disney has the budget. If they use the same kind do. of set as Beetlejuice, like that amazing house. Um, I could totally see this show having the best costumes, the best hair, the best makeup, the best sets. The mm. cast would be amazing because oh my god, can you imagine like all of like all of the Broadway legends who could do that show? Audra. Audra. <gasps> oh my god. As Winnie would kill me. I need that. I need that. See, this is why I like the idea of a musical. Like there's so many great casting options. Jesse Mueller <gasps> as Sarah. As Sarah? Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. I oh, I'm, totally I'm going to be the casting director for this. <laughs> I want oh, to do this so bad RB&D. now. Yeah, no, I'm totally. Oh and gosh. then I love the idea that p- put a spell on you is probably like the first act closer. If they can yeah, get that's the rights the for that Where song. Where would the act break be? I think put a would spell on you. Would it be there? Yeah. The bye bye. I think that's great. Like that. Because immediate mm. like curtain drop. True. Then it's like, who composes this? Like, could you imagine like, Bring back I, Mark like a William Finn? Uh, bring back Mark no. Shaman. No, I mean, it'd be weird, but I'm just like now, I, that's like the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> well. Like a William Finn Hocus Pocus. <laughs> no, no. No, we need like Zena Goldrich. I have no idea. Uh, she and Marcy Heisler did um, the Ever After musical. Oh, okay. Oh, still waiting for the whole Broadway. <laughs> when will that exist mm. again? Uh. Jesus. Tears. Um, but yeah. I'm down for it. I love that. I love the, I actually like the musical idea way more I do than too. a movie idea because the thing with musical theater is it's so much easier to reinvent it because it, it's not filmed it's a whole new and medium. because yeah. you're sitting there live watching it you have to use different tactics different techniques for the story to develop mm. and I like the idea that like I I, oops, I threw out my headphones out of my ears <laughs> you're getting into this <laughs> I'm so into this I want this musical to happen <laughs> um, no I really actually like the musical idea way more than another movie yeah, now that you say that, I think I would agree with that. Also, the reason also, the, I totally forgot to mention this. I was going to bring this up. I actually, so the thing I knew about Hocus Pocus before watching this movie was there is a theatrical production at Disney that happens <gasps> yes. every year at the Not-So-Scary Halloween. Mickey's Not-So-Scary. Like, scary. The villains thing, right? Yeah, the villains show where it's the Sanderson sisters host and they try to put a potion together with different villains and all the yeah. villains show Did up. Yeah, did you watch that on YouTube? I've watched it many times because I've oh, actually okay. always really liked it for a couple of years now. I saw it, somebody, I'm from Florida, so I have many Florida friends and somebody yeah. posted it about one of their favorite things to do at Disney. <sighs> And I watched it and loved it. And so I've always liked the Sanderson sisters from that perspective, that like really Mm. cute, comedic, campy thing. And um, that's why I like the musical version more because watching that, it, those girls, whoever they cast every year for that show, do a great job of playing those characters. Yes. Without needing Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, or Kathy Jimmy. You don't need them to play those, to play Sarah, Mary, and Winnie. And so I think the Broadway musical would be the most successful at bringing it back. Mm-hmm. And I just, I would love to see what a different medium brings to the story. Yeah. Like I would love, and especially like you were, you were saying with the Beetlejuice angle, because I think that if you had a team, like a creative team taking like a new angle on Hocus Pocus, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. I like the idea. Maybe make it a little bit darker. Like yes, make it a little spookier. Cause in the theater, like that's so much more interesting, you know? Yeah. Um, I like the idea of the flying in the show would be so cool. Yes. That would be amazing. We just need um, to solve Binks. Yeah, Binks, I think they would have to change it to a dog. I don't want that. I mean, what else? I say you, no. Because <laughs> you can't have Puppet. like somebody in an all black 
using puppet. a puppet. Like we well, don't have to have someone all black. Just have a puppet. Or maybe they would have like the ghost of Binks. Like he's turned into a ghost and has to haunt the grounds, and he's just not like a. Oh, uh, maybe. Because I could see them doing like a literally like a ghost the musical kind of thing where he's just in a spotlight the whole yeah. show. Yeah, I I would go. I would like. I hate that idea, but I would love that so much more than the dog. I don't want a dog. I mean, the only thing with the dog is like it. it Doing the exact but then you'd have to do the, the voiceover thing. Well, the voiceover thing, though, could be pretty good because you can have a live actor there responding in the moment. I mean, yes, that is true. Which would be fun. I mean, I think that that could be a great job. And the, com- the comedic uh, element of it, like the idea that getting a really good comedic actor to do that would be awesome. But there's also just something Halloween-y about a kitty cat. I keep saying kitty cat. I don't know why I'm saying that. Well, I literally wrote <laughs> kitty in all caps multiple times watching this. It, there's just something so Halloween-y cat. about a cat, you know? Specifically the black a cat. A black cat, yes. Yeah. Um, I don't but. know. But also, he would be able to do more as a dog in terms of protecting the family. Because. But he also fails at that job. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the ghost. Well, when we get hired me. to put the show together, yeah. we will <laughs> figure it out. When we become the creative directors for Disney, we will. <laughs> oh my God, please. Disney theatrical. We will figure it out. Um, but yeah. Okay. I think that's everything. Hocus uh, Pocus. Hocus Pocus, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed listening to this. I hope you rewatch the movie. I hope you stay spooky, even though this is coming out after <gasps> Halloween. Um, thank you, Jacob, for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. This was so great. Yes, this was so much fun. Shouting out Jacob again for writing my amazing theme song. I hope you all thoroughly enjoy it because <laughs> I do. I've listened to it on repeat. It's my new favorite jam. Good. I'm so happy. I, was, I love it so much. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much, Jacob. Yeah. Uh, yay. Thanks, everybody. Uh, have a great day. Bye. Sisters. <laughs> <laughs>